We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. We are back week three of heist month heist month is is flying by like a like a well-prepped heist uh today it is me caroline darney ryan nanny in a in a last second fill in uh we're talking heat which is might be my favorite heist movie definitely my favorite uh heist where the the robbers are actually bad guys i want to shout out our big screen sports patreon group for selecting this one uh they they voted in three movies during heist month they they picked three winners between this Ocean's Eleven and, and Rogue One, but uh, it was gr- great to rip it up. A lot to talk about. This movie is two hours and fifty minutes. Uh, we we did not make it an episode longer than the movie, but we we kind of got close. Uh, before we get into it, like I said, want to shout out the Big Screen Sports Patreon group, especially our big show producer level patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Eager, Mike Trees, Chris Mykowski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zacharis, Class State Empire, Jason Alva, Stephen DeBow, Dan McFall, Kevin Inkman, Mac Lindsay, Kurt Ritchie, Robert Dove, Andrew Teagle, Rewind Balagoon, Jeff Esses, and Anthony Scaffone. Big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting the show, for voting on movies for the show to cover. We've got a live watch coming up for patrons in our Discord in a couple weeks. Uh, me and Caroline going to be live watching Triple Frontier, so stay tuned to that. If you're a patron, if you're not, go to patreon.com slash sports to check out the show. Uh, if you're not a patron, but you enjoy listening, tell a friend. If you if you enjoy Heist Month, if you enjoy any of our other sports movie-related episodes, or just non-sports movies, because all, all movies are sports movies, uh, tell a friend, share the show. That would be great. With that, let's talk heat. Me, Caroline Darney, Ryan Nanny. All right. Returning to big screen sports for the third week of Heist Month. For her, the action is the juice. She is the co-host for The Water Cooler, Caroline Darney. And we found this guy working the grill at his probation mandated <laughs> diner job. It is the host of We're Not All Like This, Ryan Nanny. Guys, welcome back to the show. One last job. Just one last <laughs> job. If I feel the heat, I'm just taking my stuff. 
30 right. seconds. Don't, don't have any podcast you can't walk away from. <laughs> Watch. Ryan's going to hang up mid-podcast and be like, he's feeling the heat. <laughs> yeah, he's just, Ryan's going to feel the heat around the corner. For, for a little behind the scenes, this episode was originally scheduled for me, Caroline, and her For the Water Cooler host, uh, Matt Scalisi. The Trejo of this podcast. <laughs> Wayne, as long as he's not Wayne, that's the only other name. Wayne, Wayne Gro is going to come bust yeah. this up, and then Caroline was doing her usual uh, text live, live texting, doing her watch. Accidentally sent one to the text we have with uh, the three of us, and three hours later, Ryan's on the show. So. <laughs> I believe it was an "Oh no, Danny Trejo" text yes. as well, which, which. Without any context, I was like, oh, God, Danny Trejo died. That's so sad. You were like me. You found out something that you didn't want to. Oh, no. No, thankfully, someone check. We got to do a wellness check on Danny Trejo right now. Danny. He's good. He's (laughs) someone decks him. 79 years young. Is he? I think he's still in real good shape, too. I think he still like lifts a lot. He also has. This I know we're I I'm too Wikipedia heavy for the service episode. <laughs> no such but thing. Here are three, uh, three categories on Danny Trejo's Wikipedia page that go sequentially: literature, restaurants, martial arts, perfect life. <laughs> no, notes. no notes. No notes. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. What else oh, could you want? Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a delight. Yeah. He has been in so. I have to bring up X Files because what I've been watching. He was in the X Files episode, and I was Cue doing our. If you, if you go to for the how many right people now, from got... this movie are in an X Files episode? Um, that you can that you can summon at least. Da, 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 da. It might just be Danny Trejo because I don't think Hank Azaria was in one. Ted That's Levine um, wasn't in an X Files episode. How is I don't that possible? Think so. Um. The only other one that I actually want to check on is is the guy that plays Ralph Xander, whatever his name. Xander um, Berkeley. Yeah, he. Xander Berkeley was definitely in the X Files. Right, I feel like he was in an episode, so there he's might in, be two. He's in an episode called Ice. Oh, he was in Ice <gasps> with Felicity Huffman. In the Huffman. first season, he's in the first su- season. Yeah, it's episode eight. They yeah. go to an out, and actually, the guy that plays Bear uh, has been in a bunch of stuff too. I I had to make some some tough cuts. Uh, in the guest guest star post, which is where, because it got unwieldy, I, I hit forty, and I was like, okay, I gotta like. Yeah, I mean, it's out. like it's like uh, murder she wrote or something yes. like that, where you're just like everybody was in the yeah, or, uh, like Miami Law and Vice. Order, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so, but what I would add in those little sections was like, what else? What what you might know them from? Dan, look, go to Danny Trejo's IMDb and just see how much he's done in the last like three years. <laughs> I mean, oh he's, yeah, he's I was working. Scrolling. Yes. Like, the restaurant business is tough. Like, I was so Shows impressed. The literature honestly, business. Yeah. <laughs> also honestly, true. if I was making something, I'd want to put Danny Trejo in it. So I get yes. it. Like, yeah. understandable. Yeah. Well, in that post you're referring to, is that for the win? Which yes. is which is where you work and who you write for and yes. what else is going on at For the Win and with your podcast for the water cooler? Yeah. So uh, we had the incomparable Stephen Godfrey of Split Zone Duo, uh, now a Washington Post columnist as well, um, come on the podcast today, the same day as recording, not sure when you're listening to this, so probably last week now. Um, and he also is a huge X-Files nerd, so we talked about X-Files stuff the whole time. Uh, I could have done three hours just on X-Files easily, um, but it was a great episode there. And then uh, we have a ton of NFL and college football stuff. 
and some VMA stuff. Taylor Swift, Jason Kelsey. <laughs> not gonna tell in sync. You're not you, gonna you mean Travis. Yes. Travis Kelsey. J- Did Jason I say Jason? I keep doing that. I'm yeah. sorry. Not Jason. I'm not trying to break up their. I'm not trying to ruin their marriage. Travis Kelsey. I've done that like three times now. Um, and yes, in sync back together on stage. I'm Making melting TikToks. down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Melting down just a little bit. I have a feeling this is literally just going to be for trolls, which is less exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but. because I don't, Ryan. I assume you had to watch Trolls World Tour. As I haven't had. Child. I haven't had to watch it, but God, I've had to listen to the song. So, like, yeah, I'm good. So, Trolls itself was like not not bad. All all intents and purposes, not bad. Some of the music slapped. Uh, Trolls Holiday, which was like the holiday special on Netflix, also not bad. Trolls World Tour, shameless came, cash grab. Yeah, well, and it, I believe it came <laughs> out during the pandemic. Mm. one of the top three worst things about the pandemic <laughs> it's like COVID itself. Yeah. Uh, sure. Being sure. locked inside. Economic downturn. Is it one that like had was played a lot in your household? That's why I always want to know people have kids who want to watch like, what at what point can you actually control like no we're not watching this thing that drives me nuts it's, or is it just like it's really it's happening just, it's really just a matter of like how hard do you want to fight about this <laughs> it's also you know? are they addicted to it like crack or do they just like it which right. is it too like trolls trolls war tour i think played once in the house and that was it uh, i just that, imagine that like my dad being like never again and S- same with scoob scoob fucking sucked which hurt my soul because i, <laughs> I love scooby-doo ryan tell us about we're not all like this you just did a great episode about tcu we did we recorded that one after the colorado game so th- the three guests i had were super excited to talk about being a horn frogs fan <laughs> and we just finished the recording for the the episode that's coming out next, which is the Michigan episode. Totally so. sane, attached mm-hmm. to reality, folks. Mm-hmm. Rooting mm-hmm. for that school. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everyone's with wearing a, pleated khaki with a very normal burgers. coach who does yeah. normal things, chugging milk. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! Did you get a uh, Grace Harbaugh for that one? Oh my god! If only. TikTok now I'm regretting queen. that I hadn't. Yeah. Well. Everyone go check all that stuff out. But uh like I said, like I've I've hinted at, if you can't you if you can't guess what movie we're doing tonight, you <laughs> Trolls either... World Tour. It's <laughs> what we're doing. Uh for the third week of Heist Month, we are talking about Heat, the nineteen ninety-five Heist thriller. A group of high-end professional thieves start to feel the heat from the LAPD when they unknowingly leave a clue at their latest heist. Let's be clear, that clue is just one guy saying the word slick, but we'll come back to that later. Uh, Start Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and Val Kilmer has an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ryan, I'll kick it to you first. Is this the best robbers are actually bad guys heist movie? Because like we've done Ocean's Eleven this month where we we like these guys. We've done Rogue One, which is a justified heist. This is... (laughs) These guys are bad people. <laughs> Ryan's like, I hate the people in Rogue One. Well, no, 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 no. It's, an, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> because you're right. I mean, uh, I think maybe I would, uh, I could maybe see a case for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Like, it's a different yeah. thing. It's kind of a Western, but they're like clearly criminals. They're they, not. They really- are. 
There's no like, oh, we're doing this for some higher purpose. The thing is, we still want Butch Cassidy and, and Sundance Kid. We want yes. them to make it out of whatever, whatever they're holed up in at the end. Right, which, like, I right. guess 50 year spoiler alert. You guys, right. you guys weren't rooting for them in this movie? No, no, no. no. Oh, oh, oh rooting, rooting for the criminals? <laughs> I, was, I was really hoping that Chirito and that girl he picked up were really going to find a safe place to hide out. It's... It's the I'll, I'll put it this way. I think this is the best movie that presents you with like a complicated who are you rooting for? Because yeah. the cops in this movie are not like here's a bunch of like awesome, healthy <laughs> dudes who are just living living their best lives. Like miserable. everyone is a mess in this yes, movie. Everyone is a mess. I, I mean, guess. this movie is about is about obsession and what yes. you get attached to and what yep. you can what you can drop in 30 seconds. And no one in this movie can can drop their obsession over the fucking action. Everyone mm-hmm. loves everyone loves the action craze. Even even I mean it comes down to Neil could have gone away to his peaceful life, but he had to go settle the shit with Wangro. Mm-hmm. And he could mm-hmm. he could not let it go. Couldn't let it go. Couldn't let it go. Caroline, you had seen this before, but it had been some time and so today was very much first watch vibes for you so when i text you that i had seen it before and then i watched it i actually think my dad just showed me the shootout <laughs> just, <laughs> looking the shootout? Back, just the shootout. looking back i feel like he was just like you just gotta watch this part like which like fair yeah because i remember that yeah i do not remember any of the rest and so i was like maybe i didn't see this whole movie so this was a delightful afternoon for me because so, i got I'm, to watch a really good movie i'm the oldest one of the three of us. I think I'm not worried that that's not the case. <laughs> I remember, I didn't see this movie when it came out, but I remember like it was so aggressively billed as like it's Pacino and it's De Niro. And obviously they had done a movie that they were both in before in Godfather two, but like, that's a movie where they don't, they don't share any screen time. They like their, their timelines are totally different. And so much of this was like, we're going to see these two masters of the craft, like choose scenery together. And like the diner scene. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that's not the one that you were shown because that was the one that was like, this is what it's. Yeah. But that doesn't have as much shooting. No, you're right. (laughs) It doesn't have size more grabbing a child mid run (laughs) after face planting in the fountain, which I love. Considering like where their careers have gone. Oh, not necessarily right after this, but not too long after this. It's hard to remember that, like, when this movie came out, it was like, these are two of the greatest actors of their or maybe any generation. And it was like this huge deal that Michael Mann had them together in this, like, cat and mouse role where they were going to be, where they were going to, like, be De Niro and Pacino at each other. It's be it, thespians. It's just, yes, yes, Pacino yes. Certainly was. Like as much as it is a like Michael Mann high stakes heist movie, it was really pitched as like you're gonna go as like what if you could go see Pacino and De Niro do Shakespeare? Guess what? <laughs> Here it is. And then some things blow up. And then some things <laughs> blow up. And Val Kilmer has a ponytail. It is so bad. I who oh, who did the hair in this movie? Sean Connery. <laughs> John Voight. I legitimately 
<laughs> am not sure what his purpose was. He kind yeah. of he just like oversaw things. He was yeah. like the heist boss. He, he was he's like the a fence. fence. He's the yeah. fence. Okay. Yeah. Um. Because I know. But <laughs> Fickner wish he never called. <laughs> that was a bad. He had a bad day. Yeah. Um, had a real bad but day. his hair was like stringy. It was like Hulk Hogan. It was just wispy like string i was like what are we doing here john boy he looked like he smelled terrible <laughs> i mean <laughs> i think everyone but probably neil in this movie who seemed to keep himself like hold himself to a, a high physical standard i think everyone probably smelled terrible i think that's that's pretty fair to say yeah yeah Fickner sleeping in the office for for a couple days. Yeah, yeah maybe Henry think... Rollins. Henry Rollins keep it clean. <laughs> he was with the, the big hair. This movie <laughs> is, is just the the casting in general. Would talk about it is insane, insane who they got for all these people. But Caroline, we forgot to do this for Rogue One, which like of course we did. But talk about who we are in this movie oh, yeah. or in this high screw Ooh. was probably a lot easier for Ocean's Eleven when we did that. But yeah. <laughs> Caroline, who's who's vibes? Who who do you want to be? Who are you? Ugh. I think it's fair to say we're we're all probably not Wangro. I feel good about that. No, mm-hmm. definitely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, feel feel good about us us not being serial killing bank robbers. I do feel like oh, I'm on the fence between like either Trejo or the guy at the diner who gets roped in last second. I'd be the one that's like, "Hey guys, what are you doing?" And they're like. <laughs> Do you want to come with us? And I'm like, Pre- oh, okay, President, yeah, President sure. David, President David Palmer from 24. Yes. The the Allstate guy. Let's the get Allstate the Allstate guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. In good hands. Um, yeah. I do. Uh, I don't think this is I'm a definitely tough one. not. Yeah, this is real hard. I'm definitely not Kilmer De Niro, and I'm not Sizemore. Like I'm not. I'm not picking up a kid running out. He was like the unhinged. Well, yeah, no, I think I'm going to go Trejo, just kind of like doing my best, setting things up. I thought you'd take Ashley Judd. Oh, I didn't I know that was an do. option. I feel like that's, <laughs> I think, it, I think it becomes the end of the movie makes it an option, I would argue. Yeah, okay. I think everyone in this movie yes. is so intertwined. Like you could take one of the cops if you wanted, but no, I like Ashley Judd. I think that's, yeah. Thank you. Yes. I didn't know she was on the table. You're welcome. Yes. There was a time where obviously like I didn't gambling wasn't so bad for me that I needed to uh, rob banks. But there was a time where it was just like, not that I was doing it a lot, but just I wasn't fucking good at it because Chris mentions that he got killed at the Super Bowl. Right. I was looking at this before we got on. (laughs) That was if he's referring to the 1995 Super Bowl. Uh, that was Niners Chargers. Oh my like God! This Niners is... is 18 and a half point favorites in the Super Bowl. Niners Chargers <laughs> is the reason I don't bet on sports because I watched that Super Bowl when I was uh I don't know 11 or 12 at that point, mm-hmm. and my dad was like, "Let's bet five dollars on the game," and I was like, "That's crazy! The Niners <laughs> are awesome. What? Why would one of us take the Chargers?" And he said, you can have the Chargers at 21 points. And I was like, whoa, 21 is a lot of points. And the Chargers can't pass. And by the start of the fourth quarter, they had blown. They had, the, the Niners had covered. And I haven't bet on sports since then because yeah. it was too miserable. It was a good That's life lesson, hilarious. Dad. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, actually, it's a good yeah. life lesson. Yeah. Ryan, who are you in this movie? 
I think I I think I'm Fickner. Yeah, I think I'm Fickner. <laughs> like thinks he's like sees all the angles and can make all the moves, has like a respectable job, but is also like a sleaze ball, ultimately complete coward. <laughs> like I'm not gonna say that I would be like in there robbing the bank wielding an assault rifle no i'm definitely fickner i'm like please protect please get me out of this please help me i yes. think i'm i think i i too could be fickner because of right idea wrong execution sure like yeah you probably shouldn't let people think that like if, if we're just we're just saying like if i am a criminal probably shouldn't people shouldn't think that i'm easy to steal from or people yeah. should steal from me correct Maybe send more than one guy with a gun. Like, yeah. very, very poor planning. Yeah. Very poor yeah. planning. Kyle, this has to be your favorite don't die for someone else's money speech. This, I mean, <laughs> this whole movie is a don't die for someone else's money. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it is the epitome. Cops, robbers, I mean, civilians. Everyone's yeah. breaking yeah. rules. Like, rule number one. Do not die for someone else's money under any circumstances. You know what? Honestly, don't die for your own money. Uh, rule number two, if you are a criminal and you live by a set of rules, don't break the rules. You have the rules yeah. for a reason. Yeah. And this yeah. is the, this movie is probably the biggest example of guys who have a code and should be, you know, should be good to go breaking their own rules and then things break bad. It's the same thing. Same thing that happens in point break. Like once you break your own rules, you get everything that's coming to you. I would, I thought Chris's like reasoning for convincing him to do the thing still was like so flimsy. Like, yeah, I wasn't quite picking up on like, just, just this one. We're at. I'm like, no, that's a bad idea. They, they're literally looking at you. Like, they see you. They know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> they know exactly who you are. Go somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, his his reason, though, at least like he's like, I need this money. My life is not going to fall apart, whatever. Neil basically tells Trito, hey, man, you're good to go whether we do this job or not. Like you have kids, you have money saved away. Apparently you have real estate, some other stuff like your life is fine. And his reason is I just like robbing banks. Like yeah. <laughs> I just need to do this. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Looks the vibes. Action is the juice. Uh, can we can we all say this is a Hall of Fame movie? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Then let's get no to doubt. the trivia of which is <laughs> which is long and bonkers. Um, rich text. I'm obviously not going to get to all of this. Uh, th this is the one. This is one that is just one of the reasons of why this movie is incredible is rather than dubbing in the gunshots during the bank robbery, sh robbery shoot, Michael Mann had the, had the microphones carefully placed around the set so that the audio could be captured live. This added to the impact of the scene because it sounded like no other gunfight shown on screen. It is incredible. They had blanks. The they had blanks in them. Yeah. yeah they, they were not Stop. shooting up the streets in LA. I need to figure out the logistics of every chase scene in this movie. Just because, like, Pacino's either real fast or the criminals were running in circles around the blocks because they were I I would have thought that they would have gotten away at some point. But they're also carrying bags of money, right? I know. But even in it's the even end, at though, the end. Yeah, I have a note that like Neil runs like Rich Eisen. 
Like he's just so <laughs> slow <laughs> because he had such a head start on him into that. Airport. Well, like just hide in a bush. Like there's no way he found him. I don't know. That's what that's like my one. We'll get to it. We'll okay. get to it. Yeah, but the, the gunshot thing is great. Yes, we're, um, we're when Kevin Gage plays Wangro was in prison for two years in 2003 for uh, growing marijuana. Uh, he was universally addressed by his fellow inmates in prison and prison guards as Wangro. <laughs> <laughs> no one trusted him. No. Prison no. was actually hell for him despite no. going in on a, like, you know, growing marijuana charge. And, uh-huh. like, everyone was like, you son of a bitch. It's like, what? Ratted on everybody. Yeah. Um, in an early draft of the script, Vincent Hanna had a cocaine habit, which, according to Al Pacino, explains his bombastic outburst. So they worked it out of the movie, but Pacino decided to keep in just and it's a I went red on a little bit. And then I also this is the time to credit that the rewatchables has, I think, two really good, maybe three really good episodes on heat that Pacino just decided to play this character as if he has a cocaine habit. Which when you, when you watch it with that, they edited with that lens, it is like, out. oh yeah, yeah. They edited out the cocaine use, but he just was like, "I'm sticking with it." Yeah, I guess they they didn't inclu- they removed it from the script and didn't include it in the movie. But he was just like, "Nope, this guy does cocaine." And he's building the character, man. Kind of works because like he he is playing an addict. He's just yeah. addicted to being a cop. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Oh man, I have so many questions about every single person's relationships. every every single one we can get to those um val kilmer was thrilled to learn that the moment the gun moment in the gun battle scene where he runs out of bullets and rapidly changes his magazine is regularly shown to marine recruits as an example of how to perform the action properly this movie this gun battle is shown to marines on like reloading retreating under fire uh yeah michael mann man he he fucking did it he made the (laughs) best he made the best gun battle on the planet that's incredible. Yeah. I, I love, I, I just, I love that. Um, another Marine thing, two main characters used to be in the Marine Corps, which I didn't catch until I uh, read this trivia. So uh, Pacino's talked about during the briefing uh, for Macaulay's final robbery, something that uh, Voight tells him that he was a Marine Corps guy. Macaulay is seen with the Eagle Globe and anchor tat on his arm when getting up from bed with Edie. Hmm. Okay. Who, who is that? De Niro? That is De Niro. Yes. <laughs> that is De Niro. Yes. I, just, is. I told Kyle again, I was like, I know nobody's name. I well, know their it, real names. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, part of it is that the names, like, especially Neil Macaulay, and like, here's Robert De Niro doing his super New York Italian accent. Yeah. And it's like, no, man, He's that's De not, Niro. you're not a Neil. That's yeah. nonsense. Like I knew Edie and then I learned that Trejo is Trejo, which helped. And I did remember Chris. He's like, where's Chris? It just sounded so funny to me because he's like looking for his wounded, like robber buddy. If you had to guess Ashley Judd's name in five tries, do you think you could get it? No, but I want to say, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Let's see if you can get it. Just first name. There's no, it's not like a Veronica, is it? Nope, it's not nope. Veronica. That's one. <laughs> um, it's not Ashley. Nope. Trish. <laughs> you know what? You're getting warmer. It's not Trish, and it's not Patricia. 
But but you're, your vibes is it Patty? Wise, vibe, no, <laughs> vibes wise, you're getting closer. I'm not going to count Patty against you. You had two more guesses. She doesn't feel like a Susan. <laughs> nope, nope. I'm not going to count that one because you said she doesn't feel like a Susan. But I do need two more guesses. Um, Maddie. Nope, nope. Now you're now you're now you're going the wrong. Going way. the other way. One more Trish. Trish. One shot. Nail this one at the buzzer. You can do this. Trish. Can I get a first letter? C. Connie. I'll give you one more. C H. Oh. Chrissy. Charlene. Charlene! <laughs> and one of the it trivia the facts... spiritual vein is Trish. <laughs> one of the trivia facts is Charlene. while researching her role, Ashley Judd met several former prostitutes who became housewives. <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> so I think we love... think we're meant, meant to... Uh, Meant to glean that something. Phone from that phone call, like, <laughs> yeah, just, hi, this is hey, Ashley Judd. Hey, congrats! I heard you got married. Quick question: <laughs> Were you previously a lady of the evening? <laughs> Can I ask you some questions about that? <laughs> They're like, who is this? Ashley J- Judd? Judd, like the actress. Oh man, go go Charmaine. cats! I guess. <laughs> go yes, cats. that's right. That's right. Um, this is, this is the last one I included just cause I thought it was funny. And again, rich text. There's like 150 of these folks go, go look at them. A lot, a lot of fun ones. Ted Levine was an, originally offered the part of Wangro, but turned it down because he felt as he was being typecast because Wangro obviously kind of similar to Buffalo Bill from the silence yes. of the lambs. I find this funny because Ted Levine then spent the next 25 years playing a cop, a military general, uh, pretty much anything. So Ted Levine then became typecast as a cop. So he traded it's, one one for another. It also does not help that Kevin Gage looks a lot like Ted Levine. I used so to like, think that yeah, was Ted okay. Levine. Right, yes. right. Yes. So like, I don't think, I think there are definitely still people who think Ted Levine played Wayne. Yeah, Grove. when they hear that Ted Levine was in Heat, Heat. they're like, oh, he's got to be he's Wayne. Wayne Grove. Right, <laughs> yes. Yes. I, 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 Whenever movies or television do this, when they cast two characters, who look like just similar enough that you're like, I oh, it drives me nuts. <laughs> Super distracting. <laughs> well, they they make sure to get rid of Ted Levine at some point in this. That's movie. true. That's true. Uh, yeah. Let's take a quick ad break, and then we're gonna get back with what worked. Hey, big screen sports listeners, Kyle here. Before we get going with your regular advertising programming, I want to touch on what I touched on in the intro about Blue Wire's ongoing funding campaign on WeFunder. Blue Wire's founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they work together. Blue Wire currently has 300 shows with former athletes, celebrities, media professionals, and passionate fans. For me personally, I joined up with Blue Wire in 2019, and without Blue Wire, there there would be no big screen sports. They've helped me monetize the show, which has allowed me to consistently put this show out. I have not missed a Monday in 40 years, which is which is wow. That's that's, that's wild. And without Blue Wire, do, doesn't happen. Um, they, you know, they've helped me with obviously monetizing. They, they've helped me with strategy sessions. They've given me tips on growing the show. Uh, and they, they've done this for 300 other shows. Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million 
to grow and operate the business. And now they are raising another round on WeFunder to expand their sales team and improve operations. WeFunder is a, a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. If you would like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to WeFunder.com slash Blue Wire. This is a way for you to get in on the action, become an investor. This isn't a this isn't a donation. This is an investment. This is your chance to get in with Blue Wire and supporting Blue Wire is another way to support me in this show. So check it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so we're back with uh, three out three things that worked about this movie. Caroline, I'll lead off with you as you have the, the freshest watch among us. What, what works? Why does this movie hit? The cast. This cast slaps. Like, it's just like, even as it gets, the, the entire thing is a, an, oh, it's that guy. Similar to like Oppenheimer, where you're just like, hey, it's that guy. Hey, it's that guy. Everybody's a that guy. And it, while I just admitted I didn't remember anyone's name, you remember their role, like who they were, because they're that guy. Or more than, because, you know, having, especially like 95, you said what, Kyle, this was the same time that Val Kilmer was Batman? Same year they come out. Wow. is Has he already been Batman, or was it the first one that he was in? This is, it's the only He was one. only in one Batman. He was yeah. only he was in only one? In Bat- He's only in Batman forever, yeah. Well, that's then he, obviously then he a movie sees, I did see. The Clooney. <laughs> I was like, I have Batman Forever, aka one movie. They should change AKA, the name. AKA an excellent movie soundtrack. <laughs> he has, I'm telling you, this is, I, well, I am furious about the effort that they made to make him ugly in this movie because you it's difficult to doing? do. I don't know, but they succeeded if it was because that hair, I, Oh, they should be fired. Whoever that hairdresser should be fired. The weak ponytail with the pieces that fell out that made it look like a housewife bob. Like, what is happening with this thing? Um, he is such a handsome fella, and they have him so bizarrely styled in this movie. I, you get him I with think... the short hair when he's when he's at the end going to to see Charlene, and he gets out of the car and he has his very stiff. I've been shot, and I'm on a million painkillers, but let me smile here. I think that's, and also he has his haircut by then, point at yes. that. Um, I think that's all a visual cue to be like, this guy's a mess. Like, this Fair. guy is just a mess. Especially that's... compared to, like, Neil, who's, like, has the, like, very clean, he's very clean cut. He's got he a very clean well. goatee. He has a very clean apartment. Yeah. Like, he's very methodical. Yes. And I think it's supposed to just be like, look at these two. 
one of them is is like an absolute train one of them reads books at bars and it's not the guy with the pony yes um yeah that's fair um sizemore this is peak sizemore to me this Mm -hmm. is this is the okay yeah i can see how his personal life probably went off the rails like is he acting question mark um the i mean we have had mckelty williamson who is fantastic in this dennis haysburg like that's all of these little even ralph we just said you know xander what's his name uh from x-files ice episode he was great and he just got yelled at (laughs) he was like i'm just gonna get out of here i didn't know you were married (laughs) like imagine she (laughs) should be ashamed of herself not for the cheating (laughs) But for to put some guy in that position to have him waiting when nah. your psycho husband he gets home. He did that shit on purpose. She did that I know shit that's on what I mean. 100%. Oh, yeah. that You set him up. Yeah. Like, that was a dangerous situation that you put that man in. That's on him. And he's just like, that's on I him. thought we had a nice time. Because he went into that house. <laughs> after a little bit of being in that house, he knows someone else lives there. He should. He fucking should yeah. know. Yeah. He's like, yeah, your daughter lives here. What? <laughs> I mean, they needed one. You have teenage... this very open bedroom that's very awkward to have your child walk up in the <laughs> They needed one child actor in this movie and they who to give lines and they grab one who eventually wins an Oscar. So that kind of yeah. sums up the uh although uh we'll we'll talk about the just the entire Natalie Portman plot of, yeah. of it all. Which where did she ever find her goddamn barrettes? I swear. No, no. Probably no, no. No. Oh, those the the mom like threw those out. Like those are they were on the couch. <laughs> the- <laughs> like I know it's like a faux pas for a non-parent to like judge parents. Don't think she was a great parent. I'm just going to throw that th- out there. I, you know what? I think Heat is comfortable with you making that judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I just think she was a little lax in her I don't, I don't, I don't think the message of Heat is like, hey, parenting's hard. Back off. Yeah. Oh, she's doing her best. <laughs> Where was she all of the time? Fucking partying. Oh Fucking try, trying to get Al Pacino to come party with her instead of solve murders. Yes. Yes. What? And she at one point goes like, I know that I'm high on, what did she say? She was high on something too. So that's uh, where I feel like she's, she's, she's on in. pills, right? Pot, pot, yeah, I think, think she says something pot like pot and, and Zoloft. Yeah. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> for her actually she is a good mom you know what i take it back self-care is way too hard on her (laughs) it's way too hard on her natalie portman should keep care of her take care of her own shit it's not on her mom to know where the breaths are (laughs) this because her dad's in the sierra nevadas that's what it's not her fault this is uh this movie is kind of deadbeat parents hall of fame because again chorito (laughs) picks robbing banks over deciding to be around for his kids so that's there uh, were and a then lot we've of got... children that showed up that I was not aware of that. Because that's one of the things that makes me laugh so hard about this is that somehow they want us to believe that like um, De Niro is sitting at that table with all of his robber buddies with their sweet families. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he's like, that's all I want. This is this is what I want. <laughs> so he calls the woman 20 Wait, years younger is this than your, him. Is this your De Niro impression? <laughs> I need to know. It's what I want. <laughs> They should have done that dinner at like a Chuck E. Cheese. They should have had yes. like they bring all the kids to Chuck E. Cheese, and you've got De Niro just at dr- like four drinking. p.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> He's drinking beer from the little decorated cup. It's just I was like, Sizemore's got a kid. Yeah. Oh man, tough. We were just 
a lot of surprises in that. It just, I just, it cracks me up to no end. Just, that's all I want. <laughs> He's just looking around the table. All I want is some wife to cheat on. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what else works about this movie? Um, so Al Pacino's performance in this movie is often treated as a caricature. Like the, she's got a great ass. Like <laughs> that sort of what we remember about it. Got my head all up in it. You got your head all the way up in it. She got a great ass. And you got your head all the way up in it. But to use a bit of a baseball metaphor here, which Kyle, you'll appreciate. I think Al Pacino throughout this movie does a really good job of changing speeds. I think he's not just like he, he there are choices and sometimes the choices are very big and very bombastic but there are also moments where he's quiet and he's sort of like a little more still there are choices where he like his, his the character is like saying nothing or walking away from something and I think that works really well because even if the big bombastic moments are a little too much you still see like the layers of this character. And I I think it is like a little unfairly memed for as it, it is a performance with more nuance than the great ass speech would lead you to believe that it has. And I, and I think he's really good in it. Yeah. The rewatchables, which is again, one of my, if not my favorite podcast, uh, has their overacting category named in part after this character and a few others. But I like that with this character, we're not just told that he's really good at his job. We are shown how good yes. he is at his job. And from the yes. get go too, cause when he, I think my favorite scene of his, as far as dialogue, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the, obviously the um the diner scene with him and de niro but the first time we see him when he gets on the scene with the the first robbery the armored truck robbery and how he's talking about it and there's yeah. some moments like you said right where he kind of elevates but it's more calm and he's doing this playbook and he's picking up things and it, it's one of the best things about uh, just crime movies in general when you see yeah. a when you see a, a cop or a law enforcement officer or anything like picking up these things and knowing these things and they're just a little bit ahead of the game when it's like yeah you can check the the tv footage probably wipe check it anyway call the usual fences you start on these guys like it's clear he's done this a lot and he is damn good at this whatever his faults are and frankly his dedication to being so good at this is the reason that he is a fucking mess in every other every other part of his life but i like I love the Pacino performance. I think I think it's incredible. I agree. And it was a million six in bearer bonds, and they ignored the loose cash. Because they had no time, because they were on a clock, which means they knew our response time to a 211, had our air, immobilized it, entered, escaped in under three minutes. It's a good spot here. We got good escape routes, two freeways within a quarter of a mile. Traffic video camera, probably disabled. Check it anyway. Recognize the M.O.? M.O. is that they're good. Once it escalated into a murder 1B for all of them, after they killed the first two guards, they didn't hesitate. Pop guard number three, because what difference does it make? Why leave a living witness? Drop of a hat, these guys will rock and roll. He's also one of the only characters who knows that he's broken and doesn't want to be, but also has sort of like resigned himself to like, this is just what it's going to be. 
and he's not happy with that like the other a lot of the other characters are broken but they sort of like embrace it yeah sort of like the action is the juice is 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 sort of a good way of like not only am i this way but i choose to be this way and pacino's performance has like a kind of resignation to it in some ways where it's like this is who i'm going to be but i recognize that it's sad and i recognize that it's dysfunctional and like the scene in the hospital when he's with his almost soon to be ex-wife after natalie portman has tried to uh, end her own life is very like poignant and very sort yeah. of quiet and 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 uh emotionally soft for a character who's not like that a lot of the movie when i was gonna say i actually think where he found natalie portman is one of the best acted scenes that he's in yes like i you feel every single thing that he's doing and it goes back to i loved the same as i love seeing the procedural part of him also love when it's like a cop that's kind of disheveled that is the guy that's like chewing on the donut it's like yeah it looks like kind of a smash mm-hmm. and grab and they're like clearly by the way that they did this this and this like it's an organized like whatever and like he comes in and corrects everything and shows where they came from and how they pulled it off um when he's doing everything to save her and he knows exactly what to do he doesn't he's he's stressed he's worried but he shows the you know, the stick with me, stay with me, like all that stuff as he's taking care of her. But when he gets into the hospital and he's like, she had this, she did this, you're going to need this, you need this guy in here, you're going to have to do this, you're going to have to put her on a respirator, like all these things. I was like, that was really cool. I thought that was a really, really like interesting way to show his depth because the other scenes that you see while still interesting and good but when he's in there like you can't you can't watch my television and he's like slapping (laughs) it around and like you know yelling he's like no you stay there ralph like the great ass like all this so he he does you're absolutely right the performance is easily memeable with the stuff where he's yelling and going full pacino but the stuff that really stood out to me was were the scenes where he was much softer and he shows so much why he's such a good actor. Like yeah, I thought those right. scenes were like captivating. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes into something. Another thing this movie does really well. And typically, especially on the show when like you're rewatching movies every week. And sometimes it's easier when it's a two hour movie or an hour and 30 minute movie, this movie being two hours and 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I think it is such a well done. It's, I wouldn't call it a slow burn because it starts out with a little bang. It starts yeah. out with the highest and it gets you in like that. But it is it is really these peaks and valleys of what's going on. But everything about the movie, I would say even scenes when we're we're looking at Pacino's home life, when we're we're looking at Neil and how he goes about his time when he's not planning heists or anything like that. I think in a simpler movie, they skip a lot of that stuff. We don't, you know, maybe we see that Pacino has a bad marriage or Neil has this very you know, very minimalistic lifestyle because he wants to be able to cut and run whatever. But we see all these little intricacies about these people and it, it all pays off and it all pays off on rewatch too. The more you, the more you watch it, the more you pick up things and you, you gain appreciation for these characters. So when things do ramp up, you have a, a better understanding. And sometimes movies go over long and there's 20 minutes you can cut. I'm not sure there's, anything in this movie that i would cut i have i would say the only thing that i might i don't know if you need wangro to also be a serial prostitute murderer but yeah other that, than that other than that like, like everything has like a purpose <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're, we're not on the fence on if Wangro yeah. is a good guy. Yeah. It's, but uh, yeah. other than that, like, I think it is for a movie, again, like two hours and 50 minutes also moves really, really well. It was like, really well paced. Yeah. Yeah, which is a huge accomplishment because that is not always the case with movies this long. And but like, that's the Michael Mann special too because he has a bunch of fucking long movies that are re- like The Insider. I don't know how long The Insider is, but it's got to be closer to three hours than two hours. And that movie rips. Caroline, you got to watch The Insider. I got. I, I was like, <laughs> I don't have anything for you on that. I will believe you. <laughs> I mean, The Insider. So- it's 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 what he did after this, and it's also a great. I mean, if. I wouldn't say a double feature because I don't know. Like that, that's just a lot like of Michael Mann, a lot of Infinity Al Pacino. Infinity War Endgame. Yeah, situation, a lot of Al Pacino like... in one day. But it's um, no, they they work well together. His first movie, Thief, with James Caan, is <laughs> is <laughs> also like a really a really good really, it, and that one's I think like two hours or so. Kyle but, said he puts in more effort than he does in the program. James Con. That is true. I that have, is true. I have finished episodes of the show where I thought like, ah, I probably didn't do my best. But then I think about James Con in the program and I'm like, I tried harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. Whew. He is. He is. He's taking some things off. Some of, you know, I, I had this down. I don't know if this works about the movie, but I just needed to note it somewhere. Pacino's snap in this movie is fucking furious. <laughs> he's, he's like that. Uh, he's like that grind life influencer, whatever guy. The guy who discovered who discovered there are three days in three one day. Days in one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like that. He's like that guy. His snaps are incredible. Like it, it sounds like he's cracking them right in front of the mic. Um, I, <laughs> I just I, I noticed that I had to note it somewhere because I after like the third one I was just like wow he is fucking slapping he's, he's going for it yeah <laughs> really going for it did uh, he snap that many times quite a few yeah really quite a few yeah I guess you got to rewatch it when we're done Caroline uh, Ryan what else worked about this one um it's dense in a way that is unified that's like it's a it's a weird thing for me to say but like it has a ton of subplots like everything that's going on with ashley judd is a subplot everything that's going on with fickner is a subplot everything that's going on with president david palmer is a subplot and it's very satisfying to watch them all sort of like weave together into one rope especially yeah with Haysbert, because it's yes. like that in the movie it's like how is this guy connect? Like, you How know, he's is an ex thing. Yeah. And then man, what, what good fortune to, you know, you need a driver for, uh, for your heist. And then right there is the, probably the only other driver, you know, out there who can do it, the job. It feels like in some ways the movie was written in reverse where it's sort of like, here's where we need to end up and here's how we're going to get there. Like, there are for a movie i feel like usually in heist movies you have to be really sparing about how many characters you have like for oceans 11 it's like the 11 uh terry benedict um okay uh uh what's her name julie roberts and like that's more or less it like maybe like a, a side a side character here or there like the the two burly twins or the burly guy who pretends to be danny up whatever um but like this movie has a lot of people in it who aren't cops and who aren't robbers yeah and they all end up being very important to what's going on and it's just like a really impressive piece of storytelling from that perspective 
Yeah, it's it's a masterclass. Like I have written down Michael Mann is a god. Like it is a it is a true masterclass. Also, imagine reading this. You said like written from the, you know, from the end to the beginning. Imagine reading this, but you read the last page first and it's like right. Neil dies, they hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into to three down or things that I guess didn't work. Uh, it, it's, it's mostly, it's all, it's all questions. But if like, if I had to pick a strikeout for this movie, the thing that really, it's just, how are you letting Wayne grow go? That is, is the, the biggest, yeah. cause I mean, none of, none of the bad things happen to Neil and co. I mean, likely if Wayne grow does not get away. And how does he not, how's no, no one's holding onto his shirt when the cop does the UE? No one's like, Hey, grab him. Yeah. That, I mean, that, just that's real the biggest. slick. Just like <laughs> runs away real quiet. Like, meanwhile, uh, um, Al Pacino can track like <laughs> De Niro's seven miles away. Catches up. Yeah, <laughs> you Lord. you just can't let Wangro go. And also, I understand that that crimp like bank robbery doesn't attract the the best people typically like that would be my understanding of robbing banks is you you need to have a few you know moral problems to to do this who keeps recommending wangro for work because we go see him <laughs> kind of acquire another job after the fact and he's like so and so said i should talk to you like who who is yeah who is Who's putting PR their person who is <laughs> staking their reputation on wangro is it is it i forget because is the is this all like oh I know this guy from prison? Is that how Wayne Gro- is that part of how like Wayne Gro gets roped into it? I don't remember. I don't. Or is that think more how how it's revealed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. because Wayne Gro then goes to a club or something like that or talks to the bartenders like so and so sent me said you know said you might have some work for me and that's he he links up with someone through that I think that's where he maybe finds Van Zan or something like that, but it's. It's like just who keeps recommending this man for work? Like if you recommend someone for a job, you're staking your own reputation on that. And if you know Wayne Grove for 15 minutes, I think you have an idea of hey, might not be the best guy. This this Wayne Grove character when he gets his head slammed on the table at the diner, ten out of ten, no notes. <laughs> just middle of the diner, and that was it the old guy or the and Sizemore Sizemore stares down the guy. Yeah, he's like, you got a problem. Um, I'm gonna be this might be an unpopular opinion i could have used a little more from the heist itself like i loved the rest of the, which one which one yeah the which... set the, the big one like the bank one like i don't know maybe it's coming off of oceans 11 and like there was the the heist wasn't necessarily the centerpiece if that makes sense like we yes, weren't wondering how they were going to execute it or what they were going to do it was very straightforward mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't a what kind of subterfuge are they going to pull? They went in the front door, they had stocking caps, they had guns and they left. And because of the other stuff that had happened, the cops got there so fast, hence the shootout, et cetera, et cetera, that like sets everything else like disaster falling apart. So that's my like, I would have liked a little more shenanigans like some planning stuff <laughs> some some trickery some trickeration yeah. some you know a hole in the floor and that's how they get the safe out i don't little, know a little I'm play action Italian job, but. Just, just a little yeah i mean that's the thing with a lot of these heist movies we are taught 
that these heists should be very, very complicated. Yeah, I want it to be more elaborate. Yeah, and w- and when it's getting pitched to Neil, the guy is basically like, no, pretty simple. Like, I've got this, I've yeah. already got the 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 board or whatever. I've already got the tech stuff built out that'll block He's out like, the He's like, I've cameras. got this whiteboard where I wrote all of it. Exactly, yeah, and you just We're go ready. in, couple, couple guards, smash and grab, get your money, get out of there, should be, should be real easy. Um, I had more questions about the precious metals heist. Like how did the abandoned one? Yeah, yeah, the abandoned the abandoned heist. Like how whose idea was this? John Voight is my guess. Yeah. Like, all yeah. the ideas seem to come from John Voight. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I make fun of John Voight, but he was very handy in this movie. And if people had just listened to John Voight, they would have been richer, alive, and out of the country. I will say that. Like he makes horrible hair choices, great illegal criminal choices. He's a good fence. <laughs> quality yeah. fence i will i am choosing to believe that this is the same character as anaconda <laughs> that he then goes that's why time. that's why he looks so rough is yeah spat yeah. up by an anaconda he's doing yeah. his best he decided he to, to drop ditch that the accent. accent yeah exactly uh-huh. you explode and it's both the these both of these movies have rappers in them Yes, yeah. also true. Yeah. Tom, Shout out. Tom I also Luke. all caps text to Kyle. Is that Tone Luke? <laughs> <laughs> right after. Is that Hank Azaria? <laughs> Which often those people are set in conjunction with each That's other. Correct. So, yes. of course. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think this is the part in the show where we should talk about Edie. And okay. judging Amy. Ju- <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, Brenneman. <laughs> if you decide that you're going to ask someone, like, what you're going to. I don't even know if she's making a move. I just think that like she maybe thinks Neil's if an attractive I, guy who wears suits. Yeah, Caroline, as you take a it away single here. woman, if I'm sitting at the bar next to a man who appears to be single, is there that I for some reason I'm like, what a babe, De Niro. <laughs> what a babe, that uh, <laughs> that fifty year old Bob De Niro. <laughs> Let me see what he's about. Um, and I ask him a couple, even if I'm not necessarily trying to hit on him, and just ask a couple questions like, oh, what are you reading? And he's like. The hell do you care like i'm out like that's it we're done <laughs> i'm not like and she was so sweet and that was the thing is like she just had horrible taste in men <laughs> like she seemed lovely but she was just like yeah yeah this is the guy yeah 100 percent. no notes and then no I just, furniture I was, in his house this is the yeah. guy yeah. wants to you know robbed a bank still the guy still gonna still gonna cut and run burn my life for i mean i think what you take away here is whoever she dated before him was the worst person in the world <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the like might have been fresh off a breakup with jeffrey dahmer the zodiac killer i like i i don't even know but it had to be wangro like she might have dated wangro like there were a lot of red flags that she just turned into confetti right by (laughs) use them as like celebration of her new relationship yeah Uh. because even that's the thing again dying at the scene where he's like look at all of my criminal friends and their wives that they have these children with and sleep with other women i want that and he goes to call her from that phone like at the (laughs) restaurant whatever and she's literally like oh it's so nice to hear from you i thought this is like I never thought that was gonna be like a one night thing. <laughs> it is like I and that's not judgment. I'm just saying in the sense where it's like if you're if he's then I just wish you'd been like yeah I'm sitting here with, I'm the only only the single guy with all my friends and I was like she's fine. <laughs> like, 
those are just the strong vibes I got from him. Just like, oh, sweetie, honey, you seem to have a nice little setup that you have going on. You could do, like, you don't have to follow this man who's 20 years older than you on his escape from the country. <laughs> yeah. You don't have Edie, to go. Edie has a tough time. Well, yeah. Edie, Edie for best time, worst time is a fun one. Let's, uh, let's get into best scene. And for a movie I love, and I love almost every scene, it's two hours and 50 minutes long, I feel like there's really two contenders for the okay. best scene. Okay. I feel like it's either the diner with Pacino and De Niro that does live up, I think, to all the marketing hype. Yeah. Or it is the downtown LA heist, which is like jaw-dropping. It is, it very is something- di- You've picked two very, very different scenes. scenes. Very different scenes. Is there is there another scene that that could compete? Because I will say, like the opening heist is really good. Um, you know, the aborted heist I think is really good. Uh, obviously, you know the the final the the chase, like you know, he kills Wangro in the hotel and that stuff. And then there's a there's a couple different scenes that dialogue wise are really good. And but is there anything that can compete with those two, Ryan? I really like the shipping container meeting because because it gets turned on its head. Mm-hmm. Like that's really when when Pacino realizes that it's all been a setup. I tell you what they're looking at. Yes, yes. <laughs> and like, just to be clear, because I was confused and I asked Kyle this, yeah. he was saying we got got in the sense that they now know that they're looking for them. They like, yes, like. Like he now knows what what Pacino looks like. Yes. They not only know that the LAPD is following them, they know who from the LAPD is following. Yeah. And they can use, they can start to figure out like who, okay, who are we up against? Like they have leveled the information playing field in this meeting. And it's also like, I, I don't know. I like, there was a lot about it that I think, works because it is where you sort of have them figuring out like okay what are we going to do what is this going to look like and it it's just it's the it's it's a harmless time where you get to be like haha they got one over on the cops yeah and 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 feel fine about it because it wasn't oh 30 people got shot downtown well i was gonna say i bet the scene in which uh all the cops get lined up and yelled at by their supervisors for continually opening fire in uh civilian loaded areas (laughs) would probably be a top scene uh but we don't get that one no we don't uh there was a lot of reckless shooting in this movie this this piece of trivia (laughs) i i waited for this because i thought this was funny kind of i mean all things considered during the famous bank robbery gunfight, man directed the actors portraying police to aim deliberately and only fire their rifles in the semi-automatic mode. This showed that the police were taking care not to hit bystanders. By mm. contrast, the robbers, concerned only for their own safety, fire their weapons on full automatic, striking several bystanders in the process. I get the intention behind that, but like Pacino shot Chirito while he was holding a child. Yeah. <laughs> There's yes. there's a lot of indiscriminate fire. I think that scene though is so because in a lot of these movies, like the when these heists get broken up, it turns into more of a chase. It is always more of a chase. Like, yes, sometimes there's some collateral damage or some some exchange fire. But the second that Kilmer realizes that the gig is up and the cops are coming after them, it is this is a battle now. We have to shoot our way out of the street. And it is 
so jarring. It is so different. And then with you know how they filmed it and, and the gunshots and everything like that, and it, it turns into like, how are they going to make it out of the street? And then it's like, you probably shouldn't root want them to make it out of the yeah. street because right. they're that's like, where it's the crazy. Two paths diverge for me when it comes to like, okay, I'm weirdly leaning towards rooting for the robbers. I don't know why. Why is it like that with heist movies? Um, between like Point Break and Heat is in Point Break, it was a last resort to use a weapon, and they clearly felt badly about it, <laughs> even though they did it and things went to shit. Like it happened, whatever. But it wasn't something where they went in and they were like, oh, "Okay, now we gotta just open fire." Whereas these guys were like, "Uh oh, like." my shoes gun. untied like yeah. i gotta like, right. right and they just went straight to you know murder yeah, yeah. straight to murder like, yeah i mean yeah the, from like, from the get-go because once as soon as wangro had to get it on he's gonna make a move on me as soon as that though we know because de niro gives the order to execute the last guy yeah and so we know like they're not good people but this is a different this is it, it's yeah. it's different than almost any other heist movie like this and that that straight up shootout collateral damage these guys do not care about anyone else except themselves no. the the other thing shootout scenes often turn into weirdly is dialogue fests and this is not that and it's and it's interesting because in a movie that is very dialogue heavy and it's full of like interesting discussions and it, it, it's a talkative movie to have like this very long stretch where functionally nobody is talking, I think adds to the jarring quality of it. Adds to like, oh, this is how bad shit has gotten. We have all these guys who love to talk and they don't have time for that right now. It's just time to shoot and run. Yeah. In a different movie, Ted Levine gets shot and there's kind and of we a we have a, a little gurgle, moment. Kind of yeah, kind of a stay with me, whatever. Pacino checks on him, realizes he's dead or dying, and is like, all right, yes. got I gotta keep going. Gotta keep right. and that is what you know, I've watched a lot of World War II content. That's what battle's like. Mm-hmm. You just you just mm-hmm. gotta keep going, man. And so if we're talking the best scene, I think that is the most exciting scene. Um, that is the one that if like if this gets re-released in the theaters ever that's what i'm buying my ticket to see mm-hmm. i do think it's kind of incredible especially what you said ryan earlier about how the movie was marketed and these two guys together it's incredible how good the diner scene is so then if you spot me coming around that corner you're just gonna walk out on this woman not say goodbye that's the discipline that's pretty vacant yeah, it is what it is. It's that or we both better go do something else, pal. I don't know how to do anything else. Neither do I. I don't much want to either. Neither do I. How much it lives up to the hype. I do wish, I mean, this wouldn't have made the movie better, but I, when I was watching them this time, I was thinking about like, when they get there, like they arrive, like they're checking in. They're just like a table for two. It's like, are you a booth guy? Do you want to sit there? Do you want to sit there? Like them kind of <laughs> navigating this. They both like go for the, the menu. Yeah, they like, both go for the same side. They're like, like, oh, hungry, wait, hungry, hungry. Yeah. Are you going to get something? I won't like, be I, like, are, I could eat, but I'm not going to eat if you like, don't eat. Like, are, you a, like... <laughs> are you a sweet or savory guy? Because yeah. I think I'm, I'm sweet. I think I'm going to get pancakes. Do you want to go have these on, on an extra stack? Like, he's like, I don't want the whole thing. 
just like really uh and like i would love some extra like oh hey hun that like diner waitress dialogue oh man it's yeah but, yes it's the, a great the diner yes the diner scene it's not just that it's a great scene but it's that it's a useful scene extremely like it is it is it is as important to the movie as the shootout is weirdly because it, it so much establishes okay this is what's going to happen like you know the the best part about any old west uh, like old western or cowboy movie is sort of when the protagonist and the antagonist agree like we're gonna have a shootout we're gonna meet at this time these are the rules and you can't have that in a heist movie except this movie does this movie is like the sheriff and you know the dastardly gunslinger laying out the terms of like this is how we're going this is how we're going to have our showdown and it works perfectly who are in a lot of ways the same person yes both carry a singular obsession both are obsessed with the job have have in different ways completely ignored their personal life like Pacino has done the three marriages thing, you know, while Neil scoffs at the what the bar- barbecues and ball games or whatever that is. But down down deep these are these are the same guys. They are singularly obsessed. They live by a certain code when it comes to their profession. And I mean, I think we say these guys would be best fucking friends if they were not on opposite sides. If, not opposite if, Vincent, if Vincent was a bank robber or if Neil was a cop, these guys would be would just be thick as thieves. Like I wanted to see them like, hey, why don't you guys go get, they go would get a drink together? Cover, they would cover for each other cheating on their spouses. Nobody's, oh, no, 100%. No, no big deal. Yeah. And, and I've... <laughs> Especially because we see what Neil feels, how Neil feels about cheating. Yeah, well, he, he's he like bust into Charlene's hotel room. Well, also when he talks to Chris, he's yeah. like, Have, "Are you seeing someone else?" He's like, "Oh, you know, nothing consistent because that would be rude." <laughs> like, is, is she seeing? No, she would never. Like that whole thing was like, yeah, "Okay." That thing it. when he's like, "You're gonna give him another chance. You're gonna yeah. give Chris another chance." <laughs> Look though, if if De Niro busts the door down and pushes all the hangers off and tells me like, I was like, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yep. 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 The the diner scene is also the one where you're like, well, they absolutely could have cast them in the other role and it still would have been been great. There's very few movies that that's accurate. This is, that's a hundred percent accurate. Yes. That's a great, you know, you know that, that trope where the villain in a movie says to the hero, like, we're not so different. You and I, this whole movie is that, but they never have to say it. Yeah. This whole movie is that. Um, yeah. I will say this is the, like, probably the best use of the visual approach slope indicator lights at an airfield. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to aviation. <laughs> so when those lights come on, also uh-huh. great shadow usage. That's smart. That's Caroline, smart. when you were watching, did you remember the ending? Did you know that? No. Okay, so what did, what did you, you so, think? What did you think was gonna happen? Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. Um, there was zero percent chance that he was getting out of there. Like just the way that the rest of it went, there's no how bad of people that they actually were. Once like, once he decides he's gonna go kill Wayne Grow, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's yeah, done. It's, it's done. done. Um, I actually really liked 
liked is a loose term in the sense that like i felt bad for her but when the moment again great acting and it's also from uh chasing amy no is that the right one yeah brenneman Mm -hmm. (laughs) um where she's like oh there's my man why isn't he just just coming out coming out of the hotel i wonder what (laughs) he did that's weird oh why is there blood up on that window um but the acting the acting that de niro does in that scene is outstanding like honestly without saying a word and it's the sorry you're just not worth it it's the 30 seconds it's the like i can get away or i can try and go with you and get out of here and i feel like i'm better suited on my own um i died laughing (laughs) pacino just took that guy's shotgun like does everyone know him does he know that that's a cop <laughs> like that, that pacino was a cop this guy's standing there like doing his job this guy just comes up and he's like i'm gonna need that and he's like did al pacino <laughs> just take my shotgun <laughs> what was that guy yelling whoa <laughs> what just happened he's like oh, i'm gonna have to report that to sarge oh, he's already mad at me for oh, last boy. week <laughs> yeah like, the third the shotgun i've had taken this week <laughs> Simmons, what did we tell you about the shotguns? <laughs> Stop giving shotguns to people who ask for them. Stop, Stop it. Your job. But I thought he needed it. Yeah, you know, he was really loud. He said something about great asses. He um, really wanted it. Yeah. Who, who am I really to do needed it. He was chasing a guy. <laughs> Just handing it off. Um, I'm worried about the security at the airline, at the airfield. Because there's just a man in a pre nine eleven pre nine eleven pre nine eleven world, world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. just a man in a suit slow jogging across the tarmac Very is slow. generally frowned upon. Uh, <laughs> as is another man in a suit chasing after him with a shotgun, and like no one shows up to be like, "Excuse me." That, that <laughs> I know chase. that you will get five stars for that. Uh, Grand Theft I, think Auto. That's, I think that's Todd's shotgun. He's gonna need it back. <laughs> If you look really closely, it's engraved. Remember, Sarge made him engrave it. This is two Todd love bomb. <laughs> Man, can, can you Dad. just can you just ask, I, I'm embarrassed. Can you just ask him for it back? I don't want to ask him. <laughs> well, and then I think when he spent it, he just dropped it. So that guy's like double screwed. Oh, yeah, like it's just yeah, like 100%. he comes back. He's like, um, hey, did you? Uh, hey, did you, you still didn't shoot anybody with my shotgun, did you? <laughs> If, if the barrel's kind of warm, is that, is that it's just because it's hot outside? <laughs> he's like, I left that in the field. <laughs> he's like, what field? That's terrible for an object. Oh, it's all muddy. <laughs> well, there's, there's dirt in it. That uh, <laughs> that jog chase is not winning most athletic moment. No, no. no. And it, no. I do like a good, like, I'm not sure what all those things were doing out there at an airport. Which things like the the, they were hiding behind? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because an oddly staged, uh, like it probably halo probably level. doubles <laughs> doubles as a paintball field on the weekend. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely felt like it was like a Call of Duty level where like, um, but yeah, it's uh, I liked the use the use. That's why I actually really do like the use of the lights because they both had used it to what they thought was their advantage and so yeah. he's like i'm gonna wait till he's illuminated step around the corner but then he sees the shadow um a little bit too much of the like waiting for some of these things it's, but it's a very cinematic thing where it's like you didn't have to fully step out from outside of that container to like get a clear shot on him but instead and somehow you were slow enough that he saw your shadow coming turned and was able to get the like the jump on you when you should have been able to but all that to say is like watching the end as it was coming, I was like, 
okay, he's going to get got. How's he going to get? Is it going to be a hilariously comical, like, end of Con Air, where it's a series of, like, get shot, falls into a compactor? <laughs> or is this just going to be what we got, which was like a, I told you I was never going back. There's something, like, just, it's cheesy, but it's always poetic to me when they're just like, I told you this is like, I was going to go out this way. <laughs> Neil McCauley, Dominic Toretto, handshake. Never <laughs> yeah. going back. Just never going back. You can't make me go back. Um, best quote. So He's got a great ass. <laughs> there's that. Uh, I've got a fun piece of trivia. In oh. the director's commentary, Michael Mann noted that Al Pacino improvised the line because she's got a great did. ass. Hank Azaria confirmed it, saying that Al Pacino's unexpected outburst, quote, scared the hell out of me. Dude, I can't even imagine if you're just like acting across from him and he hits you with one of those. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's that in the the guy who he's pressing for information earlier in the movie and randomly screaming, give me all you got, which is the other <laughs> big time cocaine outburst. Um, I mean, I would enter into the record. Don't let yourself get attached to anything you're not willing to walk yeah. out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around the corner, which yes, rules. Guy told me one time. Don't let yourself get attached to anything you are not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around a corner. Uh, yes. I really Leo pointing meme. Yeah. I really like um I'm talking to an empty telephone when he's on the phone with um with Fickner. Yeah, yeah, with Yeah. Because that there's is... a dead man on the end of this fucking line. Really good. <laughs> yes. It's yes. really good. Because again, you guys are completely right. The Fickner thinks that he's like got it figured out that he's like i don't know what happened did, oh, not, did he not show up i'll called. have to did give him a call up? let me see what he and he's like listen i'm talking to no one right now yeah that was i really that that scene was awesome it's, that's i actually you're so right there's so much that happens in this movie there's so many subplots and side stories or if you don't even call them side stories it's all intertwined but there's so much extra that happens it's like really at, it could could get um completely unwieldy but they weave it in so well that it's i'm impressed yeah mm-hmm. also uh for me the action is the juice but i i yes. think i think it's the you know feel the heat around the corner i think i think that's the best one and then mm-hmm. because she's got a great ass is the uh it's the funniest <laughs> one um most athletic moment obviously it's not the jog is is like shooting your way out of a out of an la highway la street is that is that athletic is that athleticism i think given given what they're wearing given how much they're toting around yeah oh yeah aren't you our like bag of money mask guy no that was gonna be for oceans 11 (laughs) still applies right um so how much do you think they're carrying there uh it, it didn't look light it didn't look it didn't look fun uh it definitely doesn't go to size like, have, who have, bites have, it in that fountain have you ever had to <laughs> run through an airport with a, oh, a carry-on yes. i did like, that that's what they're uh, doing yeah, yeah. I, I did that like two weeks ago right yeah. it sucks it, it sucks. sucks it sucks when you're not getting shot at a uh an interesting potential uh suggestion here when he during the actual bank robbery uh de niro is like very carefully standing like on top of the like cubicle or like Mm -hmm. the um segmented areas of the like where the bank tellers sit i was very impressed because he was (laughs) like nimble up there 
Um, I was like, oh, he's like doing it backwards as uh-huh. he's given his don't die for someone else's money speech. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, he knows the rule. Neil, Neil, Neil knows that rule. So Ryan, you don't think that Carl Reiner could have carried all that money out of the, uh, out of the (laughs) The vaults and oceans 11. You know what? Carl Reiner's lived the longest storied life. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe his core (laughs) strength's fucking amazing. (laughs) Who's to say, uh, the other athletic moment, it's not the way you're supposed to think of it. Uh, when he carries Natalie Portman into the hospital, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll even say ripping the towel in half. Yeah, sure. That is some Cause, fucking, cause that I is like, like world's strongest man thing. Yeah, part of me yeah. wanted to get up and find a towel and see, like, <laughs> just, like, if I got anything with it. Because right, right. he just, right? I was, yeah, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Lenny Harris Pinch Hitter Award for Best Supporting Ooh. Character. This is hard. Extremely. Who Who do we say is in it too much? De Niro, Pacino, Kilmer, Kilmer, Sizemore, Sizemore. Yeah. Man, Sizemore's um, so good in this. Just needs to be so said good. again. Is uh, Danny, Danny Trejo's probably in it too much? I, is he's he right on the he's right yeah. on the cusp. Great death scene. Yeah, Just, he's yeah. a he's a. He's if a he's not a, if he's not in it too much, it might be him. Yeah, he's excellent. I wrote down a bunch of nominees. Okay, so what do you got? We've got Tone Loke, which is more like that's Tone Loke. Yeah. Uh Ted Ted Levine. Ted Levine improv that story at the party about his about his friend. Uh Hank Azaria. John Voigt, really good. Uh oh, we, we yeah. haven't we haven't talked about Jeremy Piven as the mob doctor who that's has to right. give up that's who right. has to have a tough conversation with his wife when he comes home without the about shirt. shirt. <laughs> without the shirt she had given him. <laughs> It's uh, very, there are some like between like Azaria and Piven and Tone Loke to some extent. It's like there are a number of people and Henry Rollins too who like normally you'd be like, oh, they're here for comic purposes. And it's like, we have no nope. jokes for you. Not no. a single <laughs> Henry joke. Rollins playing it sh- just straight, it says almost nothing. Yes. Um, there, there's Fickner, there's Ashley Judd. Uh, oh, Ashley Judd's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Ash, I might have to say it's Ashley Judd. She's really good and really going for it, but she's, I yeah. mean, she's awesome. She's yeah. Excellent. And it's she also like, my pick. I like, I don't know what her, what her, I'm going to look it up. I feel like she had not been doing that much film. Her again. This. The... No, this is, this is her third credit, at least according to Wikipedia. Oh, and like, she really hangs in there considering she has like, a lot of scenes with Kilmer, uh, a, the scene with De Niro um, has to do a lot with Michael T. Williams. Like she really holds her own in this yeah. film in a tough role. And she does it. The scene again, just like the uh, Pacino with Natalie Portman or the, you know, the more the series, like the De Niro coming out of the hotel and locking eyes with um, with Edie. Uh, when she sits back down on the sofa, mm-hmm. no notes. She yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Fa- yeah. Like, yeah. didn't say a word. It, again, it's the emoting that these like. This is what makes them like such good. And she looked fantastic yeah. in a movie full of people that like are either good looking and they made them look silly, um, or just kind of like De Niro's and Pacino's. Not my not my cup of tea. 
they're not. Uh, <laughs> we'll get. We'll find out who you're supposed to Don't worry. <laughs> but she Don't looks work. great. She isn't stuck with that weird helmet hair cut that they give uh, Pacino's wife. Yeah. That, well, her hair was awful too. She's she's also she's also thriving because uh, that year at Kentucky ninety four ninety five Kentucky basketball made it to the elite <laughs> eight. <laughs> Antoine Walker's a freshman on that team. Tony Delk's on that team. And then the next year, uh, noted good guy, nothing bad about him at all. Rick Pitino takes them to 34 and two national champions. There you go. Okay. Same. Nazir Muhammad on that team. Ron Mercer on that team. And Antoine Walker. No wonder, right? Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. And, And possibly most importantly, 1995 is when the Essential Judds is released on, I assume, CD and cassette. That seems right. CD and cassette does seem right. Yes. Good, good year for the Judds. When did uh, um, Double Jeopardy come out? Not for. I feel like that's probably another like four-ish years after this. I really like that movie. That is um, probably peak Ashley Judd. Double 99. Jeopardy. Ninety-nine. Yes, it is four years. This is ninety-five. That was That's 99. 99. But like, this is before she's in A Time to Kill. Oh, this is before so she's in Sweaty Double Jeopardy. Movie I've ever seen. Um, and yeah, like this is this is very early in her. She, yeah. uh, without looking, she probably has fewer film credits than Natalie Portman does in this film. Yeah, yeah. I thought Natalie Portman did a great job too. For yeah, what? that's sure. Yeah, she Natalie Portman she, did the the professional. Did Leon the professional yeah. for this? She crushed it looking for those brats. I'm not so even okay. So this was her third film as well. Basically, it looks like. I mean, they every single person who had a little bit of screen time did great. Yeah. No yeah. Notes. Yeah. No notes. I agree with that. Okay. Defend the villain. We got a lot of villains. Is the is the thing I was <laughs> no, I was thinking about? No, this. we don't. We really don't. Like De Niro I, is the villain. It's just Wayne. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, Wayne, I mean, no, there's Wayne. Wayne is a <laughs> Wayne is a villain. Yes. But if we're going Ohio State with it, like <laughs> he is De Niro is the villain. Yeah, I don't because or at least De Niro's like, crew is the villain. Yeah. Do we do we really get because he's the one who's just doing it for because for the love of the game, isn't he? Like he's not De Niro. Yeah. He is trying to build up enough. It seems like he's trying to build up enough of a bankroll to escape this life. But I think he also gives us enough in the diner scene that if if he had actually made it to New Zealand, eventually he's committing a crime in New Zealand. Yes. Yeah. Like, I I think he doesn't have the self-awareness that Sizemore does. Which is think, which is really interesting to say because like Sizemore's yeah. character is a very kind of simple minded guy, but like yeah, Sizemore's character is will admit he just likes knocking over banks. Because considering De Niro is like the leader, the centered one, the like smart, the the one who's smart enough to say we need to walk away from this medals job. He knows he shouldn't do this job. Yeah, he knows he shouldn't kill Wingro. Like it's not that he's. It's not that he's dumb. It's that he knows better. Mm-hmm. He knows he shouldn't be relying on Chris. He knows Chris yes. shouldn't do the job because yes. he's desperate. Yes. Yes. And like once Trejo can't do it, he should know like, nope. I just remembered 
that they chased them to a grocery store where I'm pretty sure Al Pacino used a civilian for cover. Uh, I think there is something like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I, I think they were meeting to the, he was like, moving them out of the way mm-hmm. but it literally just looked like he was like <laughs> <laughs> like is it clear can we come out but no De Niro... and just again willy-nilly firing at De, Niro's, De Niro and his crew are the villains like I yeah there, there are other Fickner's a villain Wayne Grow's a villain like yeah Voight's a villain but how dare you yeah and I guess <laughs> like... if you're if you're defending if, if you know if you're if you're the lawyer defending the case for Neil, like banks fuck people over all the time, man. Like, take <laughs> take he, that money. And he tells he tells them he tells the crowd he's like, "Don't be a hero. The federal government insures your money. Like, there's yeah. no reason for you to get involved here." I think to defend the villains here, you have to really buy into the thesis which of the movie, which is just that like these dudes are just wired this way. They can't, they all have different reasons for it and they all get there through different means, but like there is no world. There is no reasonable world where De Niro can walk away. Just boys being boys. And and so sometimes you gotta let them rob banks. It's, it's weirdly sort of like predestination oriented because it, it suggests like, I guess the question is like, can you, can you say, can you cast moral judgment on a person who can't make better choices? And the answer is yes. Like he's, he's killing people, but like this movie really suggests that like he cannot, he cannot walk a different path. Yeah. This is what he was born to do. He's like, uh, he's rush probst. He just can't walk away from (laughs) the sidelines. Yes. No matter what. Yes. He's, 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 he's Ricky Henderson playing in like every minor league you know like overseas league that he can for as long as he can because it's like ricky henderson plays baseball that's what he does what else am i gonna do ricky yeah entire yeah okay the peter gallagher award yes I'm the hottest right. person I, I wanna, in this movie i want i want caroline to yeah have her day. the the floor is yours i'm just real quick ashley judd looks great the answer is Ashley Judd. <laughs> but that's she not what we're here for. She's the hottest person in this movie. Yeah, you know that's not what that's we're That's not what we're here for. How do I do this off of, like, potential? <laughs> I can fix him. <laughs> because potential. That's a good, that's actually. <laughs> you you yes. need to answer Caroline, who's the hottest. Who, <laughs> who can you fix? Who can you fix in this movie? Potential is clearly Val Kilmer, because we okay. have seen it. Like, but we've can, seen it. But, but he looks like when him? he. Can you fix Val this, can this I character? Fix this particular guy. Can you, a writer for Bet for the Win, <laughs> fix, <laughs> fix gambling addict? I can addict? change him. I can uh-huh. change him. Uh-huh. Um, I he mean, can maybe the make fix, him a better the gambler. fix in the sense of like it's a real quick haircut and a shower. Sure. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, yes. Right. Can I fix the uh, undying need to like steal money and get into like gunfights in the streets? Probably not. Probably not. You could make him a better gambler. I could. I could definitely give him better advice. I did. uh, I think I was nine and one in my picks against the spread in college. Do not go look at my NFL picks. Who'd you miss? Uh, I don't know which one I missed. I should probably go back and look at that. It's their fault. It's not your fault. Yeah, it's not my fault. It was Mm -hmm. probably real close. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I was it wasn't Colorado, Nebraska. I think I got that one right. Um, but oh, this could be controversial. Sizemore has a good look in this movie. Interesting. <laughs> okay, it's not man. It's not bad. Like again, he is just a terrible person. Just overall, <laughs> just but didn't hate the like serious clean cut guy vibe we had going on. Uh he's not quite as bloated as he is in Saving Private Ryan. Correct. When yeah. Spielberg yes. was insisting on drug testing him every day. So it's yes. it's a little it's interesting. I think three years separate this movie and that movie, and Sizemore looks like a hard ten, three years. <laughs> hard three years. It looks yes. like ten years older. All right. Caroline, it's the guy that like me... would sit yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Pacino or De Niro? Just pick one. You walk De Niro. into that diner and you're sitting at the you're yes. sitting at the bar yes. and you see those you guys. Can, yes. De Niro, I think. Okay. Like obviously I'm not picking on like bank robber or like cop. Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Just um, just just looks. I don't love the goatee, and I understand that that was like a very 95 thing. <laughs> um I remember every time my dad would like go on leave, because he was Air Force, and he'd grow a beard not like a long beard obviously but like grow out his like beard because he could have some stubble or whatever and he'd always shave a goatee like the day before he had to like go back in it was always like really funny um yeah just the it's a very 90s look then it's the pacino vibe that's just too much for me <laughs> like it's the coming in and yelling about ralph like stay there ralph <laughs> like, just i don't know now I'm curious what they looked like much younger, but that's De Niro and Pacino. Yeah. Can I recommend a tiny indie film called The Godfather and The Godfather <laughs> Part Two? Is this where I tell you I haven't seen? That's them? fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's, My honestly, friend in college. But, was but so if you want to see them young, them. that's that's where you go. I mean, Pacino. I has guess a ton I've seen good. Young. Were they in Goodfellas? De Niro was in Goodfellas, Pacino, but that's pretty Pacino's close. Not in it. Yeah, but yeah. that's like and De Niro's five years also before playing. This. De Niro's, De Niro's also playing someone older, so he's kind he's of like 50 aged in that movie? up. He's aged up in Goodfellas. He's more. he's definitely in his late forties in Goodfellas. Fast forward, have you? Him, but you haven't him seen down in the Irishman. <laughs> you haven't seen any young Pacino films, like oh, I think you know, I actually Serpico have seen like or Dog Day Afternoon. Or... I've never heard of those. Dog uh, Day Afternoon is kind of a heist movie. Is he? He's in Taxi Driver. Dog Day Afternoon is absolutely a heist movie yeah. for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a heist, but it's a hostage situation. Yeah, yeah. That's that's hostage, that's hostage that's movie. That's, 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 the, that's uh, a distinction. De Niro is in Taxi Driver. De Niro's in a Taxi okay, Driver. Okay, I haven't seen that. In, yeah, you know what? Raging I, Bull. I, yeah. Raging Bull, has got all those prosthetics on. It's I would say like, that Pacino was probably better looking as a younger man, but I think De Niro aged better. Pacino looks the most different now from Definitely. what he did as a young man. And De Niro is just like, yeah, that's just an older version of oh. the person that I saw. Pacino's still but, fucking, though. Having, having a kid. I mean, everything is... But yeah, like, you should... I'm trying to think I of like... I remember this briefly. Wait, Someone... wait, wait. Have, have you seen Scarface? Uh Yes. Okay, that's yeah. probably the like youngest Pacino that you would have seen, and that still looks reasonably like young Pacino. I would say, dude. I will tell you what, they were both pretty hot, young. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I remember now, I remember this from like, when was this? Um, uh, yeah, May of this year, someone put the like Twitter poll up that said like, who's hotter, young Al Pacino or young Robert De Niro? And it ended up uh, with 277,372 votes. It ended up 50-50. <laughs> Democracy, baby. <laughs> never, um, never lets us down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I do think because that's like he does. He did age pretty well. Like in the sense, like if I'm thinking about like Meet the Parents, like he's a he's a uh, ha- like De Niro's a handsome older guy in that movie. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I'd say probably De Niro over Pacino in this. Okay, one. okay. Yeah, it's the Harley. Were Pacino's outfits a little weird? I feel like a lot of like long jackets or weird jackets maybe i'm just like like everything's a little loose yeah like a real weird yeah well Um, he's probably not eating much he's probably he was probably a little more filled out when he bought those suits (laughs) right right (laughs) that that's another thing that like feels like it's part of the oh cocaine subplot (laughs) that they dropped yeah yes yeah a lot of a lot of Question, again, what is it like? If, the, if you have a question, the answer is always cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit the button, cocaine. Uh, hit the button, okay. cocaine. Okay. Okay. okay, that that was about as much time as I thought we would spend on that category. So that's that's good. <laughs> but yeah, the answer is Ashley Judd. She looks the best. In the she looks great. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She looks yeah. great. Let's take one more break. Uh, remember, folks, you can get ad-free episodes if you join the Patreon, and then we'll be back with drinking game. Uh, okay, drinking game. Category I've calling post game beers. What is the drinking game for this movie? Take a shot every time the word heat is said, because it's like three or four times. So it's gonna get you fucked up, but it's not gonna like kill you. You're gonna you're gonna have it. Yeah. <laughs> Finish your beer when a major heist member is killed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it done as well. Um. I really do think that saying that that Sizemore went out so unceremoniously holding that child <laughs> just uh, I don't know pro- you can probably finish your drink every time somebody goes into a diner or a restaurant like there's a lot of food there's a lot of like food scenes in yeah. this movie yeah, yeah. started the first one is w- Wangro with hey man give me a refill and then he just leaves it yeah then he just runs off yeah because there's that there's the diner scene there's the scene where he meets uh, judging Amy. There's the like bad guys dinner party that they have. <laughs> there's the cop dinner party or bar party that they're like. There's yeah, there's a, a lot. When we meet when we meet the president and he's yes. getting the rundown on the yes. parole job. Yes. and he gets yeah. the yes. president to that, join the he's crew. He's like a short order cook. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, there there are a lot of like I yeah you could you could get pretty messed up. Controversial take. Thing. The guy running that place might have been the worst person in this movie. That can't be right. <laughs> can't he was be right. just, he was like, he's a if bad you person. annoy me, I'm going to like Wayne send Grow, you back to Wayne, prison. Wayne, Wayne Grow was murdering okay, sex women that is, for no okay, reason. Okay, fine, fine, yes, fine. Fair, yes. fair, fair. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he sucked. He was that was like definitely a wrinkle I was not expecting. And I, I think you're right, Kyle. That was like probably a one storyline too many. Like, do you think McMahon's saying there? He's like, do you think they hate Wayne Grown Like, <laughs> let's you know what? Let's just add one little thing. One, yeah, one one little one little more bad thing about. I guess him, I, I will say though, to be fair, well, see, they didn't need that either because he was part of the heist or part. Well, I mean, he killed the cop. <laughs> 
by the guard. So I was going to say, like, maybe they needed. I think the only reason that storyline is in there is to, like, show some humanity with Pacino. With, like, how he comforts the mother of the victim and all that. Yeah. Because I was going to say. But it really doesn't need, like, to Kyle, your point about, like, what could you cut? You could cut that. They're protecting this guy, and he's horrible. Like the co- it, they had like cops watching him, and like, it's also it's the one part where I was like, oh, this is going to be how they realize, like how they get on their trail, but it's not that at all. No, like it's not like oh, this is, and it's not also how Wayne Grove flips on them. That is a completely different thing. Yeah, so. like he didn't need he didn't need something to be like I need immunity because I am this murderer like we already know we already know that he's a loose cannon based yeah. on the the, the very yeah. first time we've seen him in action yeah. so yeah there's also in when when they discover the body and the cop says oh it'll you know i'm guessing it'll be the same dna as the other ones which suggests that rain wayne wayne Grove has been killing sex yes. workers how is his DNA not already in a database? I know DNA was in its infancy, but how do we not have this guy on file already? That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. They're all able to like get the results back and without like anything else, they just like hold it up to the light and they're like, Oh, it's Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I will. I will say, I I think it was in its very much infancy. Cause I remember, I mean, my only basis for this is the Duke lacrosse 30 for 30 is it's like, it's in its infancy and the guy, the lawyer basically learns DNA overnight and and then explains it in court and that now, was like 10 years later now this is the at least the second time caroline has done this i need you to understand that this man's name is not wayne grow <laughs> as if he is al grow's cousin his last name is wayne grow all one word you keep calling him wayne <laughs> So, so Caroline, when he got into the truck, and Sizemore asked him what his name is, and he said Wayne Grow, he thought he was saying Wayne Wayne Grow Wayne Grow Grow comma Wayne. Absolutely did. I know. I thought you guys were just giving him full name treatment. Like, out of respect for Mr. Grow. <laughs> and I know this is the UVA part of your brain that is like, oh, Grow's a last name. Grow's a last name. So <laughs> Why didn't you say I just saw you were getting the name out. There's Al Grow and there's Wayne Grow. <laughs> We've been recording for like two hours. I just I thought you were getting the name wrong. <laughs> I see me very, I did say very early on I knew nobody's name. <laughs> Except but I think I even said, Wayne. Yeah, I know Wayne. <laughs> oh my god, my, my fucking ribs so hurt. Formal, all time Caroline moment. <laughs> Damn it! Oh my god, <laughs> what's going on the TikTok? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, sorry, you guys are so formal. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Oh man! <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Speaking oh, of Wangro, best time, worst time. <laughs> I think we can uh, we can sunset our rule about no one who died 
qualifies yeah. for worst time because if if no one who died qualifies for worst time, where it's Slim Pickens in this movie. Yeah. Um. Although, if we if we stick to that rule, um, Pacino's wife had a pretty terrible time. Well, here I mean, here's the question: Did anyone have a good time? Anyone in this movie? Did Hank Azaria have a good time? No. I think Sizemore had a good time. Like I know he shot. He went out doing like, what he loved. He is doing what he like. That is true. Deacting, Taking a child you know. hostage and yeah, like going out he, on a job, getting the yeah, juice. Like, and he doesn't have. Yeah, like it's not. I don't want that day, but I understand why he would have liked it. That's um, fair. I think in like when she looks back, she will be happy with the way things went that she didn't end up with De Niro. <laughs> Uh, for Edie, <laughs> oh, but she, she had a pretty no. terrible time. Oh, but looking oh, back, she'd be like, you know what, I did dodge but, a bullet. But but you know what, she she can't even like pat herself on the back for that because that's no. not even a choice she made. No, he walked not. away. Yeah. So he was like, what is what nah. does she do? Because she has seemingly like quit her jobs and like packed up her place. She's got this car that isn't hers. She's got these fake documents. Honestly, I think she hotel. should just go to the airport. And get on the plane. Like Dude, go to New Zealand. Voight tells her, like the Voight tells him the plane is there. Like, I think she knows that like the plane is there. I would just go. She just meets John just, Voight and I would New just Zealand. like go to New Zealand and start over. And just say, Honestly. Yep. Yes. Caroline, no internet really you can just start over. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't connected this yet, but at this exact same time, John Voigt with this hair and all this stuff is supposed to be married to Claire from Mission Impossible. So this is the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, correct. Yeah, no notes. Correct. Completely. Um, so Edie has a bad so if we're talking people who had bad times, it's pretty everybody. much everybody. Yes. <laughs> it's figuring out who had the worst. Honestly. You know what kind of had a good time in a really just bad way? Wangro kind of had a good time. Seems like that's like his, you know, his thing. And really until the end, until Neil shows up at his hotel room, seems like Wangro is kind of Mr. Wayne Grow. Wayne, Mr. Wayne Grow, like going up to Van Zandt's <laughs> office. I got some got a move I can make here. Uh-huh. uh-huh. What's his first name? <laughs> He doesn't have one. He doesn't have okay. He doesn't what, have if one he's, Wayne, what if he's Wayne Wayne Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Grove? Like who has I... the worst I think Chris actually Chris has a bad time because we forget he does not die. But he uh so the heist goes wrong. He has no money. Um, he gets shot. Looks like it's very painful. Uh, has to have <laughs> surgery with ve- while he's conscious. Is having has is to having, cut off his sweet ponytail. Cut <laughs> cuts off the lot of lot of Rip. work went into that thing. Or went out for the ponytail and loses has his to wife his and child. child. Has to abandon his child. Yeah. Ashley Judd. Full Daniel Plainview um, abandons his boy. Uh, do we think he goes down to surf the mega wave with Odie? <laughs> He's it's probably not going quite right New to Zealand, Vegas. but he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot no, he, that he lives. He cut his hair because that's when he enters the Navy and ends up going to Top Gun. Uh, excuse me, that was 10 years before. He already was. <laughs> <Your> sand. <laughs> he goes back. This is when he becomes a super spy. 
in his, this is actually just one of his characters from the saint sure <laughs> actually yep. that's what i got vibe with the hair i was like this is the guy simon oh that's actually a really good note yes. yeah i was wearing, like this, he's just him costume being like having when he puts like the like pimple face with the glasses yeah, and the like yeah. bad teeth when he yeah. meets what's her name that movie um, is very good by the way i think i haven't seen it in years <laughs> The Saint was good for its time. I don't yeah. really need to rewatch it and be like, oh no, this doesn't work. <laughs> to like point out flaws in the right. Saint. Right. In I can remember the Saint for what it was and be yeah. happy with it. They, they shouldn't yeah. have made this. I think, I would say Chris has the the worst, maybe fucking Haysbert's girlfriend. That sucks. She has a pretty bad time too. Trejo, that sucks. Because um, Trejo... Everyone who goes out, it's like pretty quick for the most part. Trejo, that's it's Trejo and his yeah, because he yeah his 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 wife or his partner or whatever family yes family is gone. Uh, I mean it's tough for everyone. He's he's betrayed his criminal brothers. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Question though, does Pacino have a good time? Yeah, ultimately yes. Yeah. He's, I think he's our good time guy. Like, like because yeah. Pacino hasn't lost anything that wasn't already broken at the start of the movie. Like his relationship with his wife is already non-existent. Yeah, he yeah, tells Neil like, that. He tells Neil that in the in the co- in the diner. He's like his marriage and passing each other on the the lanes of marriage. Yes, like I think to the extent he's had a bad day, it's because he's had colleagues die. Yeah. Which does mm-hmm. suck, but to to your point, Kyle, like when that happens to Levine, he's like, he's moving on with it. I got on shit to, to the do. Next. I got, but yeah, I ultimately, got people to catch. Ultimately, he got his guy. He proved to be a sharpshooter. I'll be honest, child. that might actually. So the thing, the thing that this this movie does, the thing that character's doing is he's always talking about how good Neil is, and he is. He's addicted to the chase and he has found this worthy. It's like the most dangerous game thing. He has found yes. the, found this worthy opponent. That's probably his worst moment of the movie. Not because he shot this guy that he seemed to get along with well and shared done. coffee with. Because it's done. Now he's going to be searching for this great. He might search for the rest of his career to find someone who was he was matched up like that. Like he was enthralled by how good even when Void is talking to Neil about about Pacino, he's saying that he he is, you know, he's apparently raving about you. He thinks you're, you know, very good and stuff. Like this might have been the chase that he was waiting his whole life for. I think I think you're right. I think that it is possible to have a more hopeful read on it because the final sort of like hunt down of Neil is preceded by Natalie Portman getting taken to the hospital. And for a minute there he's sort of like, no, I'm going to stay. I'm not going to go be the relentless, driven, maniacal detective. (laughs) And I don't, like, there is, I can see, like, a gloss on this where it's sort of like, this was closure. He, he defeated his greatest enemy, he caught his white whale or whatever, and he was so jarred by, like, how fucked up his personal life had become that maybe this is like enough for him to say like now i can walk away from it now i can now i can rest yeah i mean like will it stick probably not but (laughs) honestly a little surprised they didn't choose a mutual destruction ending like interesting 
like they both get the shot off at the same time and yeah. he and they each know that they tr- like triumphed over well you know, and, then, and then the cop the cop slinks back and like grabs a shotgun grabs a shotgun guys Pacino's dead only had his handgun though uh Caroline the Keith Time. Morrison Dateline episode from this, this movie one is just it's like it's got to be Wingro, right? <laughs> <laughs> it started with a heist. Things went downhill from there. The drama, the intrigue, the personal attachment between two men. One, a police officer with the Los Angeles Police Department. The other, a hardened criminal. Who would come out on top? How did Mr. Wayne Grow factor into this? And would the cops get him off the street? <laughs> Tonight on Dateline. <laughs> There's so many you could do for that, though, where it's like, a heist gone wrong. A mother forced to choose. Yes. <laughs> Bodies in the street as the mm-hmm. cops shoot indiscriminately and into a grocery store. <laughs> Whoever is mayor of LA is not winning re election. No. no. The events of this absolutely <laughs> a mess. Um, ponytails. <laughs> <laughs> John Voight, you would not believe his hair. You know, I don't think this is one of the IMDb trivias where there's a body count, but. (laughs) Well, it's one of those, like, as soon as the shooting starts, like, I'm like, oh, all those cars are miraculously empty, thankfully. Uh (laughs) Then everyone's just like, huh, what? And disappeared. Um. I I just th- that I would say the logistics of that still are a little confusing. Where I'm just like they moved, but yet I just think honestly the most athletic moment in this movie is like everything that Al Pacino does to stay with the criminals because none of it logistically makes sense to me. Like how did he find his his vision must be incredible. Like he must have like Terminator vision. He's, he has he has echolocation. <laughs> He's a dolphin. <laughs> what if he was running? Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a former yeah. world so, champion sprinter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the Ace Ventura scene. He's like, do you know him? Is he calling you at home? <laughs> this is where if if Cruz was Vincent Hanna, we would have gotten a full sprint. Because we, re- we mean- really only get the, the jog. They, but Michael Mann made that movie, and it's collateral. Collateral, <laughs> yes. That's it. Okay, Ryan. Maybe this, I can't mess up more names. I just saw something somewhere that said that was like collateral was the character's last name. Did I make that up? Is there I, something I collateral? I I don't know if that's true or not. I have seen the same thing. That okay, you good. Have. Okay. Um, I was like, I, isn't this last name? Carl's like, it says it's just Vince, and I was like, yes, oh. it does say Vincent. I have, I did see the sim, like, that feels like internet bullshit to be like, his, I'm Vincent Collateral. Vincent Collateral. Hello, it's nice to meet you. And this is my friend, Wayne Grow. <laughs> we, uh, this is one of the places we ate this weekend. Uh, we, we were in Rhode Island, and one of the appetizers was R.I. Calamari, like, uh-huh. as in Rhode Island Calamari, but I thought R.I. Calamari is the best bad private investigator name ever. Like R.I. Calamari is on the case. Yeah. It's it's Dollar Store L- R.L. Stein. <laughs> Italian R.L. Stein is what it is. R.I. Calamari. R.I. Calamari. Goosebumps. Yes, I am Calamari. R.I. Calamari? Yes. 
Okay. It's a goosebump. <laughs> I don't know why I sound like Mario. It's a me. A reading goosebumps. <laughs> okay. Roster moves. <sighs> Who is Air Bud? Sheena. <laughs> Just imagine me like, she's got a great ass. <laughs> Donkey. It is it is hard Subtitles. to place Airbud in this movie without Airbud doing something terrible. Sure. <laughs> like imagine Airbud is Sizemore and Airbud takes it takes, takes a child, a child ho- hostage. hostage. Well, it's the other thing is it's hard to place Airbud in this movie without a dog getting shot. That's <laughs> also true. Ooh. Oh. I would I would enjoy Airbud as Ashley Judd just to see the dog waving off. <laughs> from the window. <laughs> uh, same vein, Airbud as Ralph. Sure. Yeah. So he comes back and is just yelling at this dog sitting in the chair, like, oh, <laughs> just... Airbud is Piven. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Airbud the mob doctor. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. He's <laughs> just. Like barking and struck, like, whoa, 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 right, whoa. like right. lay off me. It's just Why like, are you God. taking this dog shirt? Stuff. <laughs> oh my God. And then the dog trying to explain it. <laughs> I, I just need to say the chaos option of Airbud is Wangro. Is they're, oh they're just they're they're in the ambulance back from the heist, and he's just like barking, and it's like had to make a move. <laughs> I I think Caroline would like this movie better if Airbud was John Boyd. If, if like yeah, same hair kinda were, yes and if all the criminals were like getting their information from yes. Airbud, okay i take it back it's no longer the mob p- piven i want oh boy i want the dog calling him be like yeah the plane's on time <laughs> <laughs> like, like this dog is in this like control room like nah i set it all up we're gonna i'm gonna call fickner real quick we're gonna sell this shit back to him Airbud is Fickner. Ain't no law that says the dog can't order a charter plane. (laughs) If he didn't die, Airbud as Haysbert is really good because imagine Mm -hmm. him just working the working the diner grill for a really shitty boss, wearing wearing the bandana. Yeah. Well, and it reminds me of that Mulaney stand-up thing where he's talking about how bad of a driver he is, and he's like, <laughs> "People will pass me and ex- like look over and expect to see a dog trying its best." <laughs> it's like, no, it's just me. Yep. I also don't want to be doing what I'm doing. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Bud. Okay, the big chill. Does this movie have a big chill moment? I don't no. know. It's kind of operating at too high a frequency for that to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and heist movies are are tough. Like I don't. Although I I will say Oceans and Rogue One. I think we both we did say they both had one. I think maybe where Val Kilmer walks away from Ashley Judd, like that has some. Because there's like a very young child involved and because mm-hmm. it's very much not what Val Kilmer's not the walk away guy. Like that's not yeah. his thing. And you also like you get a sense of what that potentially means for Ashley Judd. Mm-hmm. It's when like, she sits on the couch and has that moment yeah. as she turns away and She's realizes like, that. I yes. date Hank yeah. Azaria. Yeah. Like that's that's probably where like the weight of consequences feels really heavy amongst everybody involved 
Because I think that what I, where I struggle to find a chill moment is also I I'm not necessarily rooting for Pacino at any point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I mean, like it's just it's not. There's just a lot of on a scale unlikable people. <laughs> it's not a chill movie. No, no. This is. It's I'm sure there's someone that's heat. like, let me, yeah, let me. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me throw on my comfort movie heat mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um i'm sure well, someone I, somewhere I'm does sick. But... i want to have some soup Ugh, watch yeah. heat. <laughs> I watch heat. no i'm having a bad day i'm gonna watch heat i'm just gonna watch the part where rang wangra solicits a sex work <laughs> <laughs> damn wangra i'm never gonna know <laughs> no i mean one of the best moments ever on the show okay before more store prequel sequel or remake i mean we kind of know the answer right we do we are michael mann is making a heat 2 movie that's uh, right it's a okay so allegedly is Glenn i Howell in it <laughs> cue the glenn music glenn! Glenn, glenn, glenn! Uh, <laughs> Ryan, have you read the Heat Two book? I have no. not. I, I would not. like to. I have not. So, Two uh, Heat, Two Furious. I believe is the full title. Uh, that's exactly it. Uh, too so heat, too hot. <laughs> heat Two serves as both a prequel and a sequel to the first film. The story follows Macaulay, right. Chris, and Vincent Hanna in the years leading up to LA's crime saga, and chronicles what happens to the surviving characters in the year after. So stars Chris. Adam Driver. As I'm assuming Pacino. He's too tall to play Pacino, isn't he? I'm sure that's no, no, it's uh he's in talks, uh it's he's uh gonna be De Niro. Oh oh for the pre okay. He's so he's playing Neil. Okay. What? Yeah, yes, so I guess playing young he's playing young De Niro. What? That's even further away. He, all he does is play Italian dudes. It's fine. <laughs> he's Ferrari. Yeah. He's a car. Yeah. <laughs> I assume he's playing the car in the new. That is correct. That's exactly what he's doing. It's it's part of the Cars universe. Okay, so we've we've got some other. We've got Ana de Armas. Oh, okay. We've got Austin Butler. Oh, okay. He's got to be young. Val Kilmer. That would make sense. Uh, Sure. Young, I could see that 100 percent. Young Chris. I am. That's. I'm in for that. I'm in for that. Yeah. So I mean, listen. Obviously. I'm in. The only uh, one I don't want is a remake. Like I just don't. I don't think want a remake. That, serve, yeah. that just doesn't serve any. You don't purpose. want Roadhouse with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Ryan, did you know that there is there is Roadhouse two? Oh, okay. oh yeah, I did know that there's. Did Roadhouse you see too. Roadhouse? I thought you were no. going to tell him that I forgot to go no, to the movie no, last no, night. No, 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 no. <laughs> I already know that you forgot. That's to That's true. Movie. You already know. Yes, I haven't seen Road. There's. There's Roadhouse 2 and there's Dirty Dancing 2, right? Havana Nights. Dirty yes. Dancing Havana Nights. Um, and Sarah, Have you seen Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, Caroline? No. Yes. God. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the only thing I really recall about Roadhouse 2 is I think the main character is... Jimmy the... from That Thing You Do. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Okay. That's all I have. This has to be the only podcast in existence that has talked about Roadhouse 2 twice. Let let's hope, honestly. Let's hope. I don't know. Well, when you get your audit this year, when yeah, when podcast IRS comes in, when podcast yeah. IRS comes through. They'll, Roadhouse they'll let two you know. twice. Did 
did you clear that? We're seeing <laughs> Roadhouse 2 on here twice. Is that Are you in the mistake? pocket of Roadhouse 2, Kyle? <laughs> are, you, are you paid by Big Roadhouse? Is this Big whole podcast Road- just an excuse, a viral marketing scheme for Roadhouse 2 far too late? How do we get Texas Roadhouse to sponsor us? Oh, my God. Oh, man. That's the dream. I just... I, <laughs> the thing is, I could be so easily bought like I like this. This podcast could be so easy because they would be like, "We'll give you a couple of our dinner rolls." Yes, like yes, in free in. one always, free app. That's it. I will yep. ch- will change the name of the podcast to Texas Roadhouse. That's yes. that's it. No one will know Texas what it's Roadhouse about. Movies. Texas Roadhouse movies. Yeah. Texas Mo- Roadhouse. If you're listening, that's not true. He's a shrewd negotiator. <laughs> man. Five dinner rolls. Five dinner rolls. <laughs> movies that go great with cinnamon butter. <laughs> Now for the Texas Roadhouse cinnamon butter good looking uh, Peter Gallagher award. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh. Speaking of sweet and smooth. Speaking of sweet and smooth, let's talk about Peter Gallagher. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. But, but for the love of God, let's wrap it. Uh, <laughs> Caroline Ryan. Thanks to you both, as always. Ryan, especially, I'm so glad you were working the grill yeah, at the diner. Audible. Um, very much appreciate it. Ryan, tell the folks where they can follow you and where they can check out your new show. Um, at Celebrity Hot Tub on, I think, most of the social platforms at this point. I think I might have somebody impersonating me on TikTok, but they haven't made oh, anything yet, so I'm working that's on fun. that. Yeah. Um, you can find We're Not All Like This on podcast things this is always that nobody has figured out a good way to say this like wherever you download your pot wherever like, you find your podcast wherever you get your podcast i'm not going to a place i'm not like ah, you don't go to finally, the podcast store it's time to go to the podcast outlet mall <laughs> imagine what a sad place that <laughs> oh would be. my god the podcast store in the strip center <laughs> <laughs> the uh Next the- to texas roadhouse where you can get dinner rolls <laughs> And cinnamon butter. The place where we got Texas Roadhouse. our first two COVID vaccines, like when they were coming out and they had oh to be in God. like places. It was a not quite yet closed mall, but Ooh. one of the stores they had turned into a COVID vaccine. But like the other stores were not name brand stores. It was like yeah. shoes, suits. <laughs> right, right. So like it, that's where the pod- Umbre- um, umbrella house. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the podcast store would be. It'd just be yes, podcast. Hundred percent. Not yes. barn. I am. Uh, mine was I am also... dumb enough that I would rent out a store in a closing down mall just to be like, "This is where our podcast is. Come to the shutdown fullcast podcast." Store. Honestly, it would be perfect. Dude, it would sell out. A like, fullcast live show in a dilapidated <laughs> mall would be fucking amazing. I mean. So I also got my COVID vaccine at the closed Charlottesville mall where I think it was not the, uh, it was like the JC Penny end or something. And it was like the most futuristic post-apocalyptic looking thing. Cause some of the, like, there's still some like, not like half their mannequins, you know, that were like in your, it's like, I'm glad the out. last of us hadn't come out. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Felt very much like all of a sudden we're going to have to like padlock the doors. Um, we're setting up our recording booth next to the empty KB toys <laughs> near the dead <laughs> raccoon carcass. <laughs> this one still has like a, 
I don't know. If there, there was there. Were, Spencer's is like the cockroach of the mall. Like yes. that was still oh, Spencer's going to live yes. forever. Spencer's are hot topic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was one other like similar type store to Hot Topic that was still open, and then it had like an Auntie Anne's. <laughs> of course. And the Belk was. I think the Belk is still open, and there's a Red Robin there. Uh, unlimited fries. fries will never die. That's right. That's yeah. right. Red Robin, just, you can also sponsor. Yeah, just fries for real though. Just like, fries, just but, o- but only one. I won't. I won't need any more. Just one. Just the one. Um, the big fries fry cast. <laughs> <laughs> fries. Oh my god! Oh, how did we get here? I don't know. It's that really that should be. That's what the new title of the show should be. How did we get here? <laughs> how did we get here? Brought to you by. Red Robin. <laughs> it would be uh it, it'd be how did we get here brought to you by MapQuest, even though I don't think MapQuest oh, is yeah. around anymore. You have yeah. to print out yeah. Oh yeah. my god, printing out directions. Why look on your phone when you could print them out? Triple A sponsored this shit. And- that was the we talked about this on the podcast earlier today with Godfrey about how like why the X-Files brings back all these memories and stuff is like you're sitting there like you had to Godfrey said he twice faked illnesses so that he could not do a school related function on a Friday night so he could stay home and watch the X-Files what a cool dude dude. (laughs) and Matt was like one time we had to do some stupid family dinner thing and so they set the VCR to record but the power went out so it didn't and he said he wrote a letter to the local Fox affiliate and they sent him a VHS with the episode on it. <laughs> oh my both God. Of, both of these men found nice, smart, functional partners. Had multiple to marry kids. Them. Yes. That's right. That's right. So, so <laughs> listener, there's hope for everyone. <laughs> and on that note, yeah. Caroline, yeah. what was that podcast you were referring to? Yeah, Where so can people on... get it? You can find it in the podcast outlet mall next to Orange Julius. (laughs) Orange Julius, take a left. It's just next to Auntie Anne's. Follow the smell of the cinnamon. Uh, (laughs) Cinnabon is right there. Um, No, for the water cooler, you can check it out. It drops every Wednesday. Uh, The X-Files episode just came out, um, but the past episodes are also funny and fun, so go back and listen to them. Uh, And you can come to For the Win and check out all of the fun content. How much X-Files content have you written? So far, I've only written two pieces. Okay. But the uh, it's just the time consumption of creating the listicles that go. So I'm going to still, I'm going to rank the seasons. I'm going to do a best monsters. Uh, I'm going to write the thing about how it started shipping, which is fun. Um, the industry, I assume. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes. Sh- yeah. Shipping yeah. and logistics. 18 yeah. years. Yeah, they are. Uh, lot of stuff about sending packages in the mail some mm-hmm. from the x-files so Perfect. little known facts Perfect. <laughs> Not a lot of people know that um but yeah it's been it's been fun it's been fun watching all of it i'm telling you go watch x-files if you haven't if you got hulu check it out it's fun and if you enjoyed this episode of big screen sports heist month you can subscribe in the looted zappos right by the kb toys <laughs> Uh, if you are a don't if, go to the DSW, that's the wrong location. <laughs> if you, you want to support this show, 
Uh, two ways you could join the Patreon at patreon.com slash big screen sports. Or if you own a chain franchise restaurant, you can, <laughs> you can pay us in food. That would be good too. If you join the Patreon, you get to, uh, you get to vote on movies for the show to cover. Like this one was voted on by the patrons. I'm just now mentioning it two hours in. Uh, but if you have a chain restaurant and want to sponsor the show, we'll just, we'll talk about your food the whole time. Unprompted. Chili's call us. Chilies. Oh, oh wow. that, I mean, that's that's the big leagues. Like we can't listen. Yeah, that's uh, true. There's not even one in Charlottesville anymore. It's a bummer. That's, what happened to this country? <laughs> we used we used to be a we used, we used to be, be a prop, proper country. Proper country. Uh, well, anyways, we'll be back next week with the Shonies. Con- call us with the conclusion of Heist Month. Doing a movie. That Caroline is picking. That she, I just realized she has not decided on yet. So we have yet. Wait, no pick idea. Right now. Pick right now. <laughs> Oh gosh! Okay, so, so let's talk it out. Let's, what? Let's add. Let's add on another mind? ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Do you have? Yeah. I can do whatever mind? I want. I do what I want. Um, yeah. So the lead, the leading few in the clubhouse are um, Inside Man, The Town, and Inception, and the Ooh. Italian Job, and the Italian Job, because we. Did that for for the water cooler, but we did not I, do it for here. I think if if you're if how if you want to stick to theme, I think you have to do Inside Man, like the the heistiest heist movie that ever did heist. And I don't know if I've seen it in ages. This might be another like so I think I've seen it and I haven't. Let's do it. Let's do Inside Man. Let's do Inside Man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do Inside Man. Pretty clear Peter Gallagher winner in that one. Is it Clive Owen in this movie? Clive Owen. Yeah. <laughs> Cli- Clive we Owen does good love work. a Clive Owen. That's also um, just, just his last name, Clive Owen. <laughs> damn it. I can't believe you let me go so long. Oh, <laughs> uh, Caroline. Are oh you God. saying we? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna clip that tonight. I know. <laughs> oh my god. Um all right. Well, if you want to hear us wrap up Heist Month with Inside Man, uh, tune in next week. If you want to hear the live watch of Triple Frontier that we also haven't scheduled, join the Patreon. And uh, yeah, me too. We have, we got some shit to figure out. See you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>